It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. down like <laughs> what's up folks 
It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode. I am proud to inform you that you are 20% of the way through your week. 20% is done. You can kiss that 20% goodbye. You have 80% left. It's going to be so easy at this point, I swear. Um, Let's see. I, I woke up. Oh, by the way, you guys hear about this Will Smith thing? <laughs> and by the way, you know, so I just spent like an hour looking around for Will Smith mashups. And what a, what a, that's really taking me down a road of memory, of memory and recollection. I, I forgot, like you guys, I was a kid when Will Smith was a rapper. Like it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And parents don't, parents just don't understand. And it was like the, like he was the shit. Like that was when I grew up in Kansas, that was like, I was like, that's, that's real rap. That's rap. And, uh, and then I remember he did, he even did a song. It was called Nightmare on My Street. And it was about Freddy Krueger. <laughs> and it was like before I could see even the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But I knew Freddy Krueger was like awesome. And I was like, whoa, Freddy Krueger, you know, Will Smith is rapping about like, it's a nightmare on my street. Don't, 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 don't. And it, <laughs> And that was back in the day, folks. I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I still think, like, technology-wise, what you don't understand that we went through, you know, is just listening to the radio nonstop on something you would have to tune in, and then you would have to wait for the right, your your song to play from the DJ, so you would hit the record and play button at the same time, so you could capture that memory on a cassette tape. I mean, that's, that's fucking what we did the same thing with VCRs. You guys, before there was streaming, there was this thing called digital, uh, VCR, um, video cassette recorder, and you would pop it in and then you would get fancy with your VCR and you would, uh, you would set times to tape your shows. Um, and that was, then TiVo came around and then DVR and now this is where we're at. Um, but I was thinking about Will Smith in terms of, you know, of course, last night, Will Smith did release an Instagram apology, uh, as predicted. I'll read that to you guys in a second. Um, but I was just thinking about like how long he's been a part of all of our lives. I mean, this is very Tom Hanksian. I was just, I keep trying to picture today, Tom Hanks, like who Tom Hanks would smack. Like, how dare you talk about Rita Wilson? Nobody talks about you keep Rita Wilson's name out of your fucking mouth. Could you imagine Tom Hanks blowing up like that? <sighs> That's what sucks about things like that that happened last night because then you start expecting and then like there's like some small part of you that starts wanting like crazy things to happen. And we got to stop that because we've had so many crazy things happen. We can't have the Oscars be crazy. We can have them be boring. We can have them be stupid. Hell yeah, I welcome stupid. I don't I don't know if I want violent. I don't know if I want something that's buzzed about. I don't know if I want water cooler moments. I mean, sure, you can even give the Oscar to the wrong movie like La La Land and Moonlight did like years ago. That's acceptable. That's a really freak occurrence. It's a water cooler moment. Do I want Will Smith smacking the shit out of Chris Rock? Which, by the way, I've watched that now more times than the Zapruder film. I just keep rewinding. That fucking, like, who the fuck taught Will Smith to smack? He is one of the best smackers I've, I mean, just, 
open palm like he planted his feet now the internet's not going to do that's not going to be your friend folks if you want to go to the internet you're gonna you're gonna read all these stories like i did all day and how this was staged oh it's staged oh you would if you look close you can see a little pad in chris rocks by the way i'm sorry if chris rock was acting that chris rock would have had a better career in movies let's be honest with ourselves chris rock never got there as a movie star you know close on a couple of tries i i appreciated the one movie he directed a couple of years ago but never fully got there stand up untouchable wow i didn't even really like him on snl when he first like i never found like he found his footing but once that stand up man chris rock like i have chris rock stand up books uh what was it rock this because that was Bring the Pain was his first uh, stand-up that like just blew me away, that HBO special, Bring the Pain. And, ah, oh, God, I just remember just rolling. And Chris Rock just killed me. I mean, still does. I would love to see Chris Rock live, actually. In fact, good news for him, his tickets went up in value overnight. All of a sudden, this guy's buzzed about, and uh, I guess his tickets went up like 50%. He's not charging more, but on the resale markets, they went up 50%, which just shows you how crazy this world is, right? That, 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 that things are going up in value because he was part of being smacked by Will Smith. We live in a seriously freakish circus-type world. Um, so you kind of have two legends up there doing this shit. And I was just thinking, like, Will Smith, like, to go from that to acting, and I said this yesterday, but in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, if you watch it, the first episode, you can, like, I remember watching a show where they were pointing out all the times that Will Smith would mouth his partner's lines in the scene because he memorized all of it. Like, like he didn't know what he was doing as an actor because he had not been an actor. He had been, like, a rapper. Like, so he learned to act on the job and man what a damn fine actor he turned into be like turned out to be now this jada pinkett smith what do we think of her now the tendency is to always blame women right 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 it's not a good tendency but at the same time what's going on with jada can we talk like can we talk like it let can we be honest with each other now today we have two perfect guests for this it's uh the ladies behind the awesome podcast say bible which is a kardashian podcast natalie franklin and uh kathleen lee amazing amazing girls girls what a fucking all of a sudden i'm a grandpa amazing girls they're just real special ladies real i gave them a werther's original very special but they came on last wednesday and you know they're just geniuses about kardashian stuff and we, I mean, we, this is almost a two hour conversation you're going to hear today. Yeah, folks, I'm sorry. I'm living my dream. And I'm just going to make you listen to it. I know you're like, that's so much time. It is. But when a conversation is going and I'm having a good time, I can't stop the party, folks. I can't do it. And so you're just going to have to listen. Hopefully, please. I, I say that with love and kindness coming from my heart. Um, but we started talking about Will and Jada in this interview last week before any of this happened. Because there's so much in, you know, there's so much strange behavior around them, uh, from them uh, funding a Scientology school uh, near Calabasas, or they they use Scientology techniques, uh, you know, Dianetics. L. Ron Hubbard's book is part of the course curriculum. Uh, you know, you have that. You also have Will Smith painted as a cuck, where we know that uh, Jada had some kind of relationship with August. August Alsina, who then wrote the song Entanglement, 
Um, so Will Smith doesn't have a problem with other people being with his wife. He's in an open relationship, maybe, but he's really pissed about G.I. Jane jokes. I don't know. It's so complicated, and it's so weird to think about this one moment. They, they, there will one day be a movie about this night, and will like you know some actor will play Will Smith, and he's like, I saw my life flash before me that night. Because think about it, the night that could be one of the proudest benchmark moments of your career. And you do something that nobody would predict, think was even possible in a million years on one of the biggest stages in terms of like eyeballs on you that will be remembered for the rest of time. And then to win, like to win that, but also to, to have it on the same night where you smack open-handed a man, you get out of your seat and go up. And by the way, if they had the old Oscar stages where it was like a raised say, stage, like this wouldn't have happened. Will Smith wouldn't have been able to jump up there. But they have this newfangled stage where everyone's like, yeah, it's very inviting. You know, you can just jump on stage, you know, like feel free to walk up here. Like Will Smith like just hopped on up and just went up and smacked him. I still can't believe it. And if this was anybody else, you'd get like if this was a concert, you'd get tackled in this. If anybody's getting that close to Ariana Grande, you're done. You're done. So let me read you what Will Smith wrote in his statement. His comments are off on IG, which is probably smart. I would think <laughs> that's actually really good. Uh, it says his statement reads as such: violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I am embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness." I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees, all the attendees, and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply re regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. Sincerely, Will. And folks, we know where we heard that working. We've heard it from Jax Taylor. Jax Taylor, every reunion on Vanderbump Rules, you would uh, at some point get a, I'm a work in progress from Jax Taylor. So very exciting to get that from a Will Smith. But listen, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy you apologized to Chris directly. I mean, I just keep thinking about Chris, like, what the fuck do you, do? I mean, that's humiliating in this weird way. And if you, if you, and I know Natalie, our guest today loves Chris Rock as well. Um, but I've, you know, I've listened and read a lot about Chris and like, he, he grew up like really bullied and, uh, uh, picked on. I remember a story on Stern. He was telling about this one guy in gen this one guy used to bully the shit out of him. And then it turned out this guy worked as like security for a day on a movie he was directing, you know? And he was like, wow, how the tables have turned. But that's, you know, and Chris handled it with such grace and poise. And, and the funny thing is, everybody's like, well, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a scripted joke. That wasn't an approved joke. You guys, do you guys know what comedians do? Do you know that half the time I just speak off the top of my head? You're like, no, no, we know for you. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a stupid, like, he, that's what he does. He's paid to be quick or to, like, throw out, like, w a joke that he might find funny. 
And that's what happened in that moment. It wasn't some kind of like he snuck one in. It wasn't even that good of a joke. Believe me. I think that's why Chris is lying to Will. Like, dude, over a G.I. Jane joke? Because it's legitimately like, whoa, over a G.I. Jane joke? I truly am one of the people that believe that Chris Rock did not know about Jada Pinkett's alopecia. I was not aware of it, and I pay attention to this family a lot. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I I would hope that if Chris knew that, he wouldn't say that. But it's interesting. I know what we talked about this yesterday, but I just had some more thoughts on it. it. Is that, you know, with fights nowadays, it seems like we're not even taking into account the actual moment because now that moment represents the past. The moment represents hundreds of years of brutality and horrible jokes and meanness. So you're not even like dealing with the situation in front of you anymore. You're dealing with the situation and the hurt of all women for centuries long. You know, it's like I've seen so many arguments of like, well, you have to know the the critical history of this and that. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But once again, like I said yesterday... Come on, we can agree that hitting somebody on national television over a joke, we can we can all agree as a, as a society that that's not right, right? We can all agree. Come on, there, there, there are there's I really want there to be things that we can all agree on. Like, you know, like we've got to have one. Let's have this be one. It doesn't mean we need to shun Will or Jada. We know. I want him to keep his award. I mean, he apologize. Shit happens. I hope, I man, I, Will Smith does not seem to be doing well. I hope he's going to be okay. He's done so much good in his life. Really. I mean, that, this is not a career ending moment at all, but come on, we can all agree that was just the wrong move. And that's what scares me at the end of the day is that you see all these people not agreeing and you're like, Man, it's, you know, it's like the Jen Shaw, Erica Jane stuff. Yeah, I'll bring them into this. Is that we can't even agree on crimes anymore. We just can't. You know, for one person saying they're guilty, you'll have 10 people saying, well, I don't know. I, I kind of, I believe Jen Shaw. She made a lot of good points on the reunion. No, she didn't. But um, I don't know. It's just something that keeps replaying in my head. And we treat the arts so seriously. And I think that's really cool, but it's kind of dangerous too, because at the end of the day, we're just artists. We aren't the people out there, you know, like my dad was a traveling salesman. My mom worked at a hotel as a conference service manager. Man, my mom would put in 16 hour days. She, like she worked way harder than my dad. <laughs> Don't tell my dad. It's, dad, if you're listening, I'm joking. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like worked day in day out non-stop had a family on top of it and you know we're conflicted about a movie star and 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 petty some petty bs like that in in some ways you know I don't know. So that's the, those are my further thoughts on it. Um, uh, hopefully nothing else. Ha- it would be nice if we could just put this behind us. This feels like a very 2020 issue. You know, this is 2022. Let's let's keep it moving. Um, Bridgerton 2, the Bridgerton season on Netflix. It just got released this past week. I'm hearing some people are digging it. I didn't watch Bridgerton 1. Is that how we're referring it? And I know that John Renee Page sexy guy from the first one whatever his name one, he's not in the second one, but people are saying the second one's decent too. So if that's your thing, I want you guys to know that 
it is there to be watched. Also, I woke up with kind of a shame hangover today. Um, it was one of those things where I felt um, it's a really weird experience doing a podcast and then um, you don't really think that people listen. Like, you know people listen and I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to know more and more, but you don't. Like, so I'll say the, I'll say the biggest truth I have or the big, you know, like I'm just, I'm just putting it all out on the dance floor and you forget that people hear it. And then you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh shit. Oh no, 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 no. Did I go into, did I talk about my uncle? Did I talk about, you know, and I did a whole thing about uh, Taylor Hawkins passing from Foo Fighters. And uh, I was just in a, a very interesting headspace. And I was so nervous this morning when I woke up, I was like, what did you do? You idiot that they, they don't want that. They don't want that. This is Monday. You know, like I remember like the very last minute putting that piece in at the beginning of like, yo, remember you can skip with the timestamps. This is going to deal with that trigger. And, um, but I got the coolest email today. If you don't mind, if I read that to you guys, I, re I, I read another message yesterday and, and maybe I'll kind of do this. Cause I'm just, when I get to see these messages, it, blows me the fuck away it just really does so this is from thomas buckley uh thomas i hope that's okay to say your name i just thought this was really interesting this is to an email to me and it says thank you ryan i'm a random middle-aged dude who listens to about half of one of your podcasts once a week or so it's very funny and entertaining but really i'm not into reality tv all that much anyways brother i absolutely loved the first 20 minutes of your taylor hawkins podcast today don't know why I picked this one for the week, but holy hell, I'm glad I did. Very human and touching, I had to tell you. Most people can barely manage to be that real privately, let alone with a public audience, and it was truly beautiful and amazing to hear. Fucking magic, gold, no shit, the music, the thoughts on the band, your family, all of it. If you took a week to plan it out, it wouldn't have been half as good. Thank you, Thomas Buckley. Thomas, my, I don't even know. You will not hear this. You will because you only listen to one a week. So you will have no. I, I love the thought of you having no idea that this meant something to me. That I read this on the show. I love. I love that you listen to half of one. And by the way, that is the th that is the piece that I'm going to take with me on this. I'm not going to. I'm not going to listen to any of that good stuff. I will take that. Like, how can we get Thomas to listen to all of it? How can we get Thomas into reality shows? But my God, that was really good because it came at the perfect time too, Thomas. Because, like I said, I woke up with this shame hangover of like you just word vomited so many feelings, and the good people out there don't deserve that. And then I got this email, and it made me feel really good. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay, I didn't blow it completely. And I got a really, I got a lot of nice messages. And then this this writer I really respect, Carrie, uh, wrote that she really uh, appreciated some comments from it. And I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, so I had a couple people that I, I don't know. It's really nice when people like you, uh, when you guys like it. It just, it it's, you'll never understand that feeling. It's so cool. Uh, I'm going to launch right into today's interview because it's a long ass interview take your time with it but i really hope like if you guys have half fun listening to it as i had talking uh with these ladies i, I think you're gonna love it now this does revolve around the kardashians but we take all of these detours because these are pop culture fanatics as well but remember even with the kardashians we spin off into will smith and jada pinkett smith you know we spin off in the new kardashian show we spin off into kanye we spin off and these are people now you know 
we, we talk about how they started the podcast. They took a little bit of a break with Shea Bible in the last couple of years because it was a podcast for years now. Uh, but they are back with a vengeance, and I'm very excited. Um, and and just, you know, Natalie's been on the show separately because she's also the person who does the insanely huge and hysterical account, Nori's Black Book, uh, writing under the guise of Northwest, the icon. <laughs> but uh, Kathleen Lee is her partner in this show. She's funny as hell as well. And I just, I get along so well. Like it, the only thing that sucks about these things is that you wish they were in person because you're like, oh my God, I, w- I would love to have a drink with these guys and just talk shit and not like, this is the kind of conversation I would be having even if it wasn't recorded. And that's why it's so exciting. So I'm going to cut right to these ladies, but please go subscribe to their podcast. It's Kardashian. You're going to want to get this because the new Kardashian show gets on Hulu April 17th, I believe. And there's always news to keep up with. But And also, we speak very critically of the Kardashians in this. Like, And I think that was an issue that some people thought like, oh, oh, I wonder if... Uh, because Natalie's been on the Kardashian show now. Can she still be honest in her feelings? And she is very honest in her feelings. And Kathleen nails so many good points in this. And it was just a true delight. I'm going to let you go right into that interview because I got to finish the last 10 pages of Danny Pellegrino's excellent book, How Do I Unremember This? Because I'm talking into him in the morning. And I am so, I, uh, I am very, very excited because it was just a great reading experience for me. I read it with my own eyes you guys i didn't even do the audiobook real eye work reading how about that and also thank you to all the people that left reviews five star reviews on apple Podcasts and spotify would be amazing if you don't like it i totally get it go check something else out i don't know yay anyways we have the ladies from say bible the podcast say bible kathleen lee and natalie franklin Welcome back. Today, you guys, I am talking to two people that I met through podcasting that talk about something that I am endlessly fascinated about. If you listen to this show, they are endlessly fascinated as well. And this is, I mean, this is going to be like a bunch of girlfriends talking. I because I, I, I am so excited to have. So I usually am in my room at like three in the morning doing like a solo pod talking about the Kardashians. But we have two experts on today. Uh, they have one of the best Kardashian podcasts out there, which stopped for a long, like they literally got beaten down by COVID and decided to yank the podcast. I need to find out why the podcast is back because I was like, oh my god, triumphant return. Uh, the podcast is Say Bible every Thursday from here on out. So if you subscribe, remember to rate and review, but this is the prime time to su- subscribe to this pod because we have the Kardashians premiering on Hulu, I believe April 17th, 14th, 14th. 14th. excuse me, Natalie. I'm talking right now, Sorry. <laughs> but okay. So anyways, Natalie's been on before. Kathleen's been on before they are here together. Uh, and also I just want to remind people that Natalie's uh, alter ego is Nori's black book, uh, which is actually just what a resurgence for, for Northwest this past co- that's past month. I really so curious what she's been up to, but ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I feel like I should clap after that. Intro. Yay. I was like, okay, who's so getting ready to come on? Is that us? That's that guys. That's Natalie's voice. Now, yeah. Kathleen, what's your voice sound like? Um, I've heard it's nasally. According to Reddit. <laughs> what's this reddit i keep hearing about yeah i'm so thankful i don't mess around on reddit at all like some people will send me stuff but i just don't have 
Like, I just don't have the wherewithal to like read things about, like when I read things about myself, it just never ends well. No, yeah, I don't encourage me to not look. Yeah. Up. Well, cause I, when I read bad things, I think it's funny, but like, if like, I think one comment I got on a picture is like, you would be, you could model if you'd lost weight. And I actually thought that was a compliment. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Like you see the potential in me. <laughs> like, don't don't give, give up. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. But yeah, Reddit's like those message boards, like that, you know, a message board, right? It's still popular where they just go on and but the, I will say about Reddit real quick, they used to hate us because we would say Kim and Kanye need to get a divorce. And they just wow. were like but I'm like, like two, for two years, I think they should have been getting a divorce because that Twitter thing and it was chaotic. And like, we were the bad guys because we we're like, hey, this relationship's probably over. And they're like, ah. don't believe in love. Like, even when I was on, <laughs> right, even when I was on Keep Out the Kardashians, like the comments were like, this is the girl that said Kim and Kanye should get a divorce. And I'm like, well, have you been paying attention these past two years? Wait, are you allowed to say now that when you shot that, did Kim ever pass you a note that said, help me? (laughs) Was there ever like, you know, just like read the note, like, just help me. No, Um, but you know, what's interesting. I don't know if I said this before. We filmed that the day before the election. Or the day of the election. Fuck, I can't remember. The day before the election. Remember Kanye was running for president? <laughs> so I, I, I was like already on edge. I was like, oh, running fuck. Because of- <laughs> right. He was on the ballot, I guess, or writing. I don't know. But that that's that was always interesting to me. I'm like, why do we have to meet so close to the election? Jesus. Yeah, you're like, I don't want to be around this negative energy. The vibes are off. <laughs> right. I should have asked, did you guys vote yet or what? <laughs> I, by the way, I do want to like, I'll always be upset at Kanye for teaching the Kardashians the word vibe. <laughs> like they really like Courtney, especially ran with that word so hard. Yeah. Where it's like my I vibe really right put now in- is yeah. just living life. My vibe right now <laughs> is just right living now. life. <laughs> um, just to if you guys aren't familiar with Natalie and uh, Kathleen, how did you guys meet? Uh, how long ago did you start this pod? Why did you stop doing the pod for a while? And why are you back? All big questions. Kathleen's probably better on how we met because both times we met, I was drunk out of my mind <laughs> and I don't really remember. Oh, all good podcast starts <laughs> is like wasted. Hammer. Yeah, I was wasted. So it was a long time ago. I want to say like eight years ago, uh, we both lived in the city and we have this mutual friend of the pod uh, who knew Natalie from their like college um, student government thing uh I didn't summarize that well but (laughs) they uh knew each other from before and so when I moved to the city uh I would always meet up with my friend to try to get to know people and one of I think it was our friend's birthday party and they'd been drinking for a long time (laughs) and at the time I worked for the Giants the baseball team and so oh, I, you mean not not actual giants? Thank you for not, clarifying. That's, not the li- yeah. not the little giants. Well, not the football team. Also, not the football team. I don't know what your uh, demographics are like, Ryan. But yeah. So I was sober because I've been working, and I got there, and I was like super sunburnt and like really tired. But I was like, I gotta pull it together. And they were all just like <laughs> extremely intoxicated. Yeah. And I had already heard about Natalie because. Kelsey would, would always say like, oh, you'll love Natalie. Like she's so, so funny. And she's like obsessed with pop culture too. So I was like kind of fangirling a little bit to finally meet like the Natalie. <laughs> hit it off. And Natalie used to have this really funny, like pop culture, Tumblr blog, Facebook page. 
that I like stalked. And so then we became like social media friends and our stuff was aligned. And so, yeah. And then Natalie can say the, how she came up with say Bible, but right. I had, had this weird, like, uh, Instagram where me and my friend dressed like Kim and Kanye that had a very small, like minor <laughs> viral moment. And then we were very much over it. So she knew I would be like down <laughs> to talk about these people every single day. So <laughs> So then okay, the, so- pod- the podcast, so I moved back to Sacramento, maybe like four, five years ago, some shit, I don't know. And uh, I was like, I was bored out of my mind. And I think me and you, Ryan, talked about how creatives, when we get bored, we're just like, we got to do something. So I was like, I'll start a podcast. And I was like, okay, I was already doing Nori's Black Book, which no one knew. But I was like, okay, I'm already having to be in that world. I might as well talk about it. And I researched and I saw there was only like two Kardashian podcast. It was Kardashian it, and then your yeah. po- and then Ryan yeah, your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would listen to both of those, and I'm like, okay, well, you're like, oh, well, we could definitely do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kathleen, <laughs> we totally, Kathleen, we're we're solid. No worries. Like, at oh, all. is yeah. this all you do? You just start talking. <laughs> yeah, piece of fucking cake. So I was like, but how do I do? Do I have like guests every day? And then I was like, well, that's gonna get exhausting. So I hit up Kathleen and was like, would you be? And I asked her to be a guest. Or like a like one time thing, but then I found out she was moving back, and for some reason I was like, "Or do you just want to co-host it with me? Like whatever you have time for." And so luckily she was down. Nothing but time. right, and with <laughs> she's looking at my parents at the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's a big ask of somebody to give their time for like basically for free. So that's why I originally didn't want to inundate her with that, but she agreed, and then that's we started it, and it literally was just supposed. It's just for fun. Like I didn't even think people would listen, even when we stopped doing it. I didn't think anyone was listening. Any anyway so like because you know as you know oh, it's, sho- it's shocking like it's yeah. so shocking to be like you know because you really i think people are legitimately wild if they start a podcast expecting people to listen to it exactly, exactly. you know like the, that's like not the norm like mm-hmm. i i went in expecting nobody to listen so when people do listen or as it increases you're just like that is weird because it's i would weird. yeah and then like, the, what's wrong the listeners they it's crazy too because listeners don't really engage with you and then when you stop doing it, they're like, where's the podcast? I'm like, you were listening? Like, where have you been? Or they'll say something really specific, too. Yeah, they'll be yeah. like, oh, <laughs> just like the, the season of The Witch, you said. And I'm like, what? Who is or like- start a, a hate Reddit thread about you. And you're like, literally, they, like, like, the, like this, this psycho with like transcript the whole podcast. And I'm like, yeah. why do you do this? To yourself? Well, I remember, too, like our our first episode. And like, you know, obviously Natalie like had Nori's Black Book. So had like some amount of like knowing how to promote it and stuff. And not to, I didn't, not to disqualify Natalie, but the first episode, she's like, we have emails. And I thought that she just wrote them so that we have like content. Oh yeah. this. Hey, by the way, Natalie might have actually done that. She's used to keeping secrets on the internet. So That'd be know. funny if I did. Yeah. I, but you know what? I have like this. Because that was Tyra mail, right? Or was Yeah, that- Tyra yeah. mail. The first episode I said, write in, questions, da, da, da. I think the thing about me that I do like is I really believe, whatever I do, I believe in myself wholeheartedly. So I knew we would get emails. I don't know how I knew, but I just was like, yeah, we'll probably have emails. And then the second You're one episode, of those people that believe in themselves? <laughs> yeah. What is that like? I mean, I can't even imagine what that's he's, like. He's a Virgo. I'm a Cancer. And I have a very long held theory that Virgos and Cancers like go together. Yeah. Because we're emotional, but like Natalie's practical and motivated and 
organized and I'm like a hot garbage fire that cries and get distracted. So yeah, I just need Kathleen <laughs> to show up. Like that's both all. great traits, both our, all great our, qualities. Our yeah. mutual pod friend is also a Virgo. It's like I I can't tell you like every single girlfriend that I have is a Virgo. So. Yeah, so well, see, I'm so bad at astrology. What month is Virgo again? Uh, September usually, end of August. Will Smith's a Virgo. Beyonce's a Virgo. Yeah, that type of shit. Will Smith. Oh, sorry. I'm oh god, I, I know. Somebody brought up Red Table Talk today and something. <laughs> and I just I was like, wow, like Red Table, like really, really made a place in pop culture for some reason. And and at the same point, like Jada, like the show solely exists sometimes, I feel, to embarrass the shit out of Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Like to be like, you know, like like to real like Will Her Smith payback. has had to admit so many embarrassing <laughs> moments because of Jada. Like go like he's such a well-respected actor and stuff, but then you get him on Red Table Talk and he's like bawling. Yeah, and, you like, get him a- on that Facebook show and well, he's like and now <laughs> because he's seen like the award series, you know, award Season, show series yeah. and King like, Richard, yeah. Our splits for the uh King Richard. They've been like weirdly intense about like going to stuff as a couple, like saying that the whole like open marriage and what was the word she used for hooking up with the other guy? Um, Entanglement. Yeah, entanglement. Because remember the dude wrote a song about it too? Trying to pretend during the pandemic happened and they're like this perfect couple. And it's so weird. And like there's like a change.org petition to like get Will Smith to not mention his sex life in in another interview. It's like, like, I don't know who's advising you, but like you guys can have an open marriage. Like you can be weird and like, Jada can still be in love with Tupac. I don't care. Like, who cares? You guys are fine. <laughs> well, also, I mean, the the I love the press release. It was, I think it was around December or something when it came out that Will Smith like uh, would get nauseous every time he orgasmed yes. like, with yes. during sex. It was in his. Book he was talking about he'd throw up every time he'd orgasm. I'm like, like what? Like I have to know <laughs> how how hard up for material are you that you're like I gotta leave in the throwing up part. Like I got like you've done all when these you're editing. Movies, you're like <laughs> well, you're like no that stays in that there stays that stays in. in important these part. facts just keep coming to and nobody's asking for the yeah. facts. Nobody no, like, literally. He so said inspiring. He, was, he said he was in love with Rizzo from Greece. I forgot her real name. I'm just calling her Rizzo. Oh, oh Stalker, Stalker Channing from yeah. Six Degrees because they did Six Degrees of Separation yeah. together. He, I was like, what? William, please. Wilbur actually is real name. Wilbur, please. He had this series on YouTube where- Yes, uh, where he was trying to get in shape, right? And it's, I I have not, I, oh, this is why I like Ryan's podcast because we don't have to talk about Kardashian stuff. And like one day- I I mean, we will be talking about it. We will so be. Prepare but yourself, side okay. note, because I've always wanted to talk about this with somebody, that series is basically showing you that he has a serious eating disorder, eating disorder <laughs> and body dysmorphia. It's crazy because he'll go, he'll like, yeah, I'm not eating today. And you're like, this is not fitness. You have an eating disorder. Like he had to do a weigh in at the beginning and he admitted that he fasted, quote unquote, fasted anorexia before he had to film the weigh in because he didn't want to be a fat ass on the initial way in, even though that is the concept of these videos. You know, and it's so crazy because you would, you know, I think part of the magic of me growing up loving pop culture and celebrities was there's always the not knowing. Mm -hmm. There was always the, the Mm -hmm. myth, you know, and I think, you know, we're at Oscars week right now Mm -hmm. and it's like, I don't, I have to be reminded it's Oscar week. I remember the lead up to the Oscars as a kid. I was like, fucking, and I know I was a nerd, but I was the only time you'd see these people. I was exactly, I was pumped. I was like watching speech. I was so excited about like who was going to be in the front row. I was like, so down for all of this stuff. 
a couple years ago with Lupita Nyong'o. I remember that us following her like journey, like, oh, she's going to win the Oscar because she won the critics. And what is she going to wear? Like, it was a big thing, like Tumblr days. But now because they're in our fucking face every day. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. It seems like out of place with like Will and Jada's like press tour right now. It's like you can tell they're following an old playbook. And like we talk about this with the Kardashians all the time where they kind of go back on like old PR tactics that just don't make sense anymore because they literally are like, yelling they rewrote the book seven and like will and jada were also scientologists too so i feel like they have some like they they do these like strategic things where it's like you don't need to do that anymore if you're gonna be instagramming every single minute of the day and telling us <laughs> that you puke when you come like, that's what i'm, <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm like, he's like oh <laughs> well, then what bums me out is that here's a man and, and Jada too, to a degree, like can let the work speak for the, for itself. Like, here's a man, like I watched King Richard blew me away. Like yes. I watched some of his acting blows me away. Do I need to like, I would feel he earned the point of not having me know about every facet of his day. <laughs> like, like he's earned that. And that was always like my thing in the past of like, wow, like I don't know anything about Daniel Day Lewis. I don't yeah. know any, I mean, I know a little about Denzel Washington. I know a little right. bit, like I don't know everything and nor do I need to know because it paint, like I, I can really get lost in the roles. Right. But then Ryan Gosling, I, how many kids do they have? Nobody even knows. We don't know what those I, kids truly, look like. We'll that's never my, know I almost look like. at them as American heroes now when I don't know. I'm like, good for him. Good for him. Carrie Washington, and- I feel the same way. Is she married? Like, Marty feels like, did, are you guys still together? We never see him. Yeah. She too, I think she has two kids. She spends all day talking to Fitz on Instagram, which I think there's okay. something going on there. Yeah, I think there's something going on there because those two, it's like, you guys are married to other people in real life. Why the fuck do you spend so much time posting about each other? Wait, who is Fitz? Oh, um, from the show. Tony Goldwin. Uh, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. 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 Play the president. Yeah. Played the president. Yeah. All they do is post about each other. Like, oh, the happy street. birthday. Oh, remember this? Well, the remember the that they hooked up. Yeah, the, I know, well, I whatever the streets it. say. Yeah. I yeah mean, but uh, what's well, like uh, 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 Kate Chastain, not Kate Chastain. Um, what's your name in Oscar Isaac? Remember when the, Chastain. Yeah. Jessica Jessica said, Kate Chastain. Like, from, licking but, like, armpits. And yeah. Like he's smelling her arm and licking it. And everybody's like, that's the sexiest thing. I'm like, respect the marriage. Like, could you imagine being <laughs> right. married to Why someone? Everybody's like, sexiest that. thing like, I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm like, these people are married to other people. But anyway, sorry, I got us off track. But that's Hollywood has a loose a loose structure around marriage. We know that much that like Hollywood marriage has different rules than the average plebe. Did you see, um, Josh, what's the, oh, fuck, sorry. The interracial couple that's really hot right now. Oh, Josh, uh, Joshua Jackson. Jackson, Yeah. The girl from, um, Jody. Is that her name? Jody Jody Turner Smith. Yeah. Yeah, So she posted a picture of her naked on the balcony and then, yeah. Yeah. And he was there. Okay, cool. So then someone on Twitter, (laughs) someone on Twitter was like Olivia and Fitz when the country was burning and scandal. (laughs) And then Carrie Washington posts it on her Instagram story and tags Tony Goldwyn like, (laughs) (laughs) Carrie, you are married to somebody else. Scandal has been off the air for like 10 years. And you wonder, Let it go. I'm sure she has good, again, pu- a good publicist. So it's like, maybe they're trying to create this like stand culture 
of like followers of shows. So they like lean into that. But I'm like, Carrie, you don't need to do that. Scandal like, is over, girl. Like you over. are in like Oscar worthy films. Your husband, like he was an NFL player and is like a fairly accomplished like producer. And, and he's acting. He's an actor like, now. Like you don't need to be playing to the stand culture. Like let those people go to like Comic-Con. Uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let it go. <laughs> but I, we talked about all that because I really believe the will, the that, all of this is a direct, uh, I guess, descendant, if you will, of the Kardashians. Yes. I yes, feel like yes. they created like most, I mean, I know they're, they're not responsible for it all because influencer yeah. culture is what it is, but you cannot, like they were the outlier. They were right place, right time. They were on the forefront of all of this stuff and they ran. And in doing so, whatever you think about the family, I always say, cause a lot of people will like hate when I talk about them, but I love it. Cause I'm like, if you love pop culture, you have to at least pay attention to this family exactly. that you just have to, because it'll, it'll determine everything else you see around pop culture it's right such now. such a trickle down uh, experience. Well, and it's like, you know, and uh, our friend MJ, who does Kardashian colloquium, I never saw Oh, her. yeah. Is she cool? I just, she just, she, I followed her the other really day. Cool. And she yeah. Was, yeah. We interviewed her early on in the podcast and those, you know, her approach is sort of like applying like psychological. Yeah, like, like, like college, college terms and it's stuff like that. It's very smart stuff. I, yeah. And, smart. I, but I've always told people that too, is like, and even when I liked the Kardashians and Kanye more like I used to like the show and I used to be a huge Kanye fan. Now I lie awake and I hating both of them, but I think yeah. there's such a like litmus test of like where we are in a culture and not that they deserve credit for that. <laughs> They're trying really hard to be in our faces at all time, but especially now that we're seeing culture change so much and like Kim talking about getting up of our fucking asses and working and they sound tone deaf. They're not necessarily they're not always keeping up with the cultural trends, but it's always an easy way to like examine where we are in the world. If you look at whatever the Kardashians are doing at that time, you know, so if people want to be assholes and say that makes us shallow or like unintelligent, that's just too bad. <laughs> you really took that personally. I, I don't even, I just, I, I, mean, I just think it's for a long time. No, but I, I think it's fascinating because it's like, as a kid growing up with a certain type of pop culture, we've seen it completely change. We've added so many new elements in terms of social media to it. And you have to give props to that family. And it doesn't mean a cheerful props, but you have to say they have done it the best. And at this, it's so in motion right now that even the missteps, even the misfirings like Kim's, you know, you better work. You know, <laughs> that seemed like such a misstep where it almost got me thinking like, and that's the other thing. It's like, Kardashian QAnon almost where I'm like, is that plotted? Did yeah. she act? Did she misstep on purpose? So we would fucking do this. And then the show comes out too. like, you start thinking these bizarre, weird things. And because you're like, they don't, they're not normal. There's got to be no normalcy over there. Like what, what do you guys think about that stuff? I think it's, um, well, to their credit, it's the the success of staying relevant without a talent. And I'm using that word lightly. But like what we're the people we just talked about actually to Kathleen's point actually have jobs. Like you direct, they act, they do the da 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 da. The Kardashians literally just have a reality show. That is their thing. So they have found a way, like you're saying, through uh missteps, quote unquote, or to viral moments, headlines to stay relevant. But I've always had the idea and I'm probably so non-feminist to say this their popularity is 80 percent due to their relationships 
Like if Kim would have married Chris Humphreys and just sat down or married Chris Humphreys over, over, over. The only reason they went to an hour format is because Chloe married Lamar. You, you know mean a half hour? The show used to be a half hour. Then yeah. it card keeping up with the Kardashians went to an hour. Yeah, right. Because yeah. the wedding special was a, yeah, the wedding special was an hour, and then from then on they just did an hour. So there's a lot to go into it. Like I understand why people are like, why are they famous? Well, there's some strategies going on here. They date really famous men, black men, uh, and that's intriguing to the public. Not anymore. What's up, Pete? <laughs> What's up, right, Pete? right. Black's out now, though. The white, <laughs> white's back in. Travis. <laughs> and speaking of conspiracy theories, since doing this podcast, I used to kind of like before I did the podcast, I would kind of like block out a, any of the super like salacious stuff as just like I'll believe it when I see it, you know, because people would always ask me like, Kathleen, did you see this tabloid article or whatever? And I'd always or Perez, and I'd always be like, whatever. Like. At the time, I enjoyed watching the show and I enjoyed Kanye's music. The end. <laughs> but once you start doing this show, and especially with the emails, people would write in and say, like, did you hear this rumor? What do you guys think? I'm just like, whatever you tell me, I don't care if it's true or not. I'll I'll ponder it, you know? And so <laughs> this latest conspiracy theory that I think is really funny, but also who the fuck knows is that Pete Davidson has been like going through like Hollywood elite women and <laughs> to work his way closer into the Illuminati so he can figure out who did 9-11 and avenge his dead Oh father. no, no. <laughs> was, I was with you to that last part. If, I was if, like, Pete, hey, if, if Pete Davidson finally cracks the 9-11 code, that, I mean, yeah. like, it'll be all worth it. I kind of think, though, the Kardashians are the Illuminati. They start, like, that's, this, that's the Illuminati part. just started 15 years that's ago. That's why, that. that's the theory, is that, like, he's, this is like he's reached the pinnacle of like this is how I get inside and what's funny is speaking of again Illuminati like type people so Pete dated Kate Beckinsale and Kate Beckinsale is one of Lou Taylor's clients and Lou Taylor is super in bed yeah super in bed with all the Kardashian brands a bunch of them are like fake probably tax shelters and Travis Scott and Astroworld and Lou Taylor is the one who engineered Britney Spears conservatorship so if that's not something I don't know what is so maybe this conspiracy theory well it could also just be rich people fucking stick around rich people like like rich people want to help rich people yeah it's like scratch you know but I I love I mean I don't love conspiracies that did 9-11 what did you say there's aliens i said isn't the illuminati like lizard like reptile people well well, let me throw this out there this act is even weirder now pete davidson was supposed to go to the moon with jeff bezos on his spaceship and they just canceled that but that could be something with the lizard alien people schedule there was a (laughs) scheduling error well um the pete davidson stuff is okay so we have the Kardashians, which is exactly like what I think is keeping up with the Kardashians with better cameras premiering yes, April 17th on Hulu. Yeah. Is that, are you guys of the same opinion? This looks ex- there's, there's 
Why do you think they ended that show? Because it was like they ended and then a couple months later they did the Hulu deal. And I was like, come on, you well, guys. Well, even Kim said it when she's trying to describe what's new. She was like, it's just filmed. It's better quality. Documentaries. We have, um, what, what's those things that fly? We, did you see the drones? Drone? It, a lot of drone footage. It's just, you We know. have bullet time effects like the Matrix. You <laughs> right. Know? A better theme song. I think what happened is, you know, I think you might have talked about this on one of your shows, maybe the the end of E Network. Like, and I think that E wasn't willing to give them a certain amount of money to continue the show because I mean the fact of the matter is their ratings dropped and the show wasn't good. Like nothing was going on. Stuff. They weren't yeah. showing stuff. So I well, think E E is the Terry Bradshaw network now. It's like <laughs> yeah. the Bradshaw bunch is the sexiest show on TV and the Kardashians <laughs> would never be able to keep up with that show. But I compete. think it's the I think it's the end of E in like I think, give it a year or two more, yeah. and he is kind of done. People do yeah. in general is having a hard time competing with streaming services, so it kind of made sense it would eventually go to streaming. But I truly think that, especially with Tristan cheating and having sex with everyone, and Kim and Kanye's like impending divorce, he put some pressure on them that if they wanted their contracts renewed, they were going to need to show more stuff. And I think the Kardashians also asked for more money. Yeah. And that's literally the only well, Because there's no, I mean, like, and, and Chris, I would imagine as the momager, there's no going, we don't go backwards on this train. Like we yeah, go yeah, forward. Yeah. Exactly. And with, with streaming is that they have, what we know about streaming is they have unlimited money. They have unlimited backing. They Quicker don't really out. have to show ratings. Yeah. You know, they, they can go, oh, it was like the biggest in Germany on Thursday. <laughs> and they, they can make it sound good no matter what it does. And it's the perfect spot because what we noticed with E was that their ratings kept going down and down and down, yeah. even as their visibility went up and up and up. So Hulu yeah. really is a great place for them. I don't think we'll ever really know the the true numbers, the first week we'll have some press releases, how it was like so huge and like yeah. it broke Hulu servers or some <laughs> shit like that. But other than that, like it's the same show. And I feel like that's such a Kardashian PR move of celebrate our departure from E it's an end of an era. And then we're immediately starting a new era. Like, oh, so isn't this crazy? We got yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said too, it's a quicker turnaround on streaming. Cause that was the problem they were having with E like stuff would happen. And then the months later that show would air. And then, so it was I mean, better I that way that because it's taken so very long to come out, but hopefully we see. Well, that. this is all the bullshit they gave yeah. variety. We know, I think it took longer because Astro world happened and they had to like, figure I out how to edit think that show. another thing that will be to their advantage you know versus broadcast tv is like hulu can put it on the home page like hulu can recommend it to like every woman age 25 to 35 that watched bridesmaids yesterday you know it's like streaming really allows them to be like really aggressive with it whereas like on broadcast it's like you have your time slot and then and if you get screwed over, which the Kardashians happen, it's like if your show moved to like Friday night, you're like fucked, you know. So I think streaming again is strategic for Miss Chris Jenner because she can, you know, they could probably have some agreement of like how they're going to push the show, not just marketing, but literally like you log into Hulu and it's right there. Or you know? I mean, I was. Sorry, Natalie. Well, I was going to say what's funny about the interview with Variety. They asked Chris if she had other offers. And she's like, well, yeah, but I won't kiss and tell. And I'm thinking, you didn't have other like, offers. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> because even yeah. Hulu gave them just two seasons. So yeah. well, they, even- gave, they gave them 40 episodes in total, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so 
And that's like, you know, it's a decent order, but it's not like five years. We want it so badly. We're, we're guaranteed. But uh, to, yeah. to Kathleen's point, I, I, I was watching this video about how, like how, you know, Facebook is trying to do or Instagram and Facebook are trying to do their version of reels or yeah. TikTok videos. Yeah, and yeah. what they'll do is like, if you watch a reel or a TikTok on Instagram, it immediately pushes the next video to you. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you immediately get stuck in that loop. So yes. you just keep flipping. And I think the same thing with like Hulu. It's so smart because they can put the Kardashian app, but they can put that premiere. Like you'll be watching any other show. They can automatically put the Kardashians right after that. And it's up to you if you want to stop it or not. Oh, and if you fall asleep, Hulu doesn't give a fuck. They'll keep playing it. Like Netflix is like, hey girl, are you still watching? Hulu, you will wake up and you're like, episode 18. <laughs> I'm on episode 45. Right. You, we're hey, yeah. If you need to go back, that's cool, but we're gonna keep going. We're yeah. gonna keep it going. So um plug. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's what we do is figure out how you could make the Kardashian oh, show successful. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kathleen's <laughs> real. Who job. could hire us and we would tell them exactly. And how another interesting thing about the um, the show is they went out of their way to say they the, the, the schedules are better because they don't all have to film together. So that made me kind of nervous because they literally can't do things on their own. Like people kind of like to see it, the family dynamic. Because when one person or, you know, like when Chloe tried to host something, no one wanted it. The Chris's talk show, nobody wanted, you know what I mean? So that kind of made me nervous because I'm like, uh-oh, they're separate. Like Kendall and her bath sounds. Well, and when they talked about like, like some no! of the topics they cover, like Kim, I think was like, you know, people want to see like my law school and like our businesses and stuff. And like, no, we don't. I liked when like Chris would get drunk and <laughs> dumpster. And I also liked when you got a fight with Courtney and punched her in the face. Like that's the stuff I like. I, I would rather never see your staged law school or like when Kylie, even on the show, when they were still on E, when Kylie would go to the office, it's like, it was so forced and stupid. So I'm like, I feel like it's more of the same. Yeah. Have we can't... discovered is, is are they going to let Courtney know that Poosh actually is not a real company this <laughs> season? Like, is that they've just been, Chris did this as like kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. Her confidence. Chris, Chris just built a Tumblr page for you, boo. This isn't like a real thing. Chris is like, <laughs> like, I don't care though. Cause if you get us a wedding special with Travis Barker and get the millennial emo kids, like cool. <laughs> I mean, really, that is such an interesting branch out court. I mean, finally, Courtney did something of note. Finally. In the sense of rejecting Scott, which, by the way, I love that Scott's still a part of this because Scott is a utility player in the sense of you can give him the shit scenes. He was just and with Pete Davidson. But they're like, hey, Scott, you're going to have a drinking problem this season. All right. Fine. Yeah, but he'll like you can put him in it like it's like Chris with like a mime. You can put Chris yeah. with a mime and she'll be like, let's do this. Like <laughs> Scott will say yes to anything. Like you want to go silverware shopping? I'll do it. Like I went to will. improv one episode. Giving, like in one of the previews, he's like talking to Kim about her essay. SNL performance. He went to New York when she yeah. her in SNL. He was like there to like pep talk her, probably for the show. Dude, what else is he up to? Kim Kim's by the way, Kim's prep time for SNL or what she like, how many comedians she reached out to, how she like, and by the way, that is part of Kim's like, you better work, girl. But at the end of the day, it's so funny. Like, you know, she rehearsed that shit within an inch of her, and she did she did really good, yeah. but it was so funny, like. You know, SNL is awesome. Like SNL is what it is. Like I've watched probably every episode, even like the ones I hate. I still watch just out of like some kind of weird thing because my dad made me watch. You know, like it's like it's it's always will be in my life. But the fact that she took it that seriously and it was 
you know, and then she got the Pete Davidson out of it. Then she like, she like makes these opportunities the most where she almost made it like it was that big of a deal where she had the public thinking this was like potentially should be Oscar nominated. This was (laughs) one of the most amazingly done sketch hour and a half you'll ever see in your life and all the hard work and thank you to the whole team and all of this stuff. And it was like, shit, it makes it seem like this had been working the works for months, you know? Right. Well, that's the professional of Kim uh, making something out of nothing. Again, being a a celebrity that's not famous for anything. It's the same thing with like the whole SNL. I'm going to leave my hotel in these outfits, uh, maybe write in a little scene where I have to kiss Pete Davis, like a whole thing. So she's just really good at orchestrating, to your point, Ryan, these like moments and making it bigger than they probably are. You know what I'm saying? Because you get it. You get in that excitement, too. I was like. Kim's doing it. Like, and I was like, why am I fucking this is uh, SNL? Like, what can I-, I just tell you a nerdy ass moment? I messaged Kim when she got SNL. And I never message her because I don't like to bother people. But like, do you I do was, it from your actual account or do you it from Nori's account? Nori's account, I think. Were you like, Mom, what's up? Mom, Congrats, we're Mom. going to SNL. <laughs> uh, no, because what's funny is I had tweeted almost a year to the date that Kim should do SNL, like literally almost the year to the date she got on. So I felt responsible. So I, such a nerd moment. I messaged Kim like, congratulations on getting SNL. Sent a screenshot of my tweet. And she was really, she's like the nicest person on earth. She was like, thank you so much. I think she said she was nervous. And I was like, oh, y'all do great. But I'm thinking like, you're probably going to do bad, but it's going to be great is really what I meant. Like, you're like, any news on Donda too? <laughs> Right. And when are we getting Donda too? <laughs> that's Spotify? That's a bit odd too, especially like once Kanye was decided he was not pleased with the divorce, even knowing it had clearly been happening for a long time. He since like, since, since January yeah. of last year. Yeah. yeah. He like mentioned SNL. the co and that she had him come and meet SNL her, you know, prep for SNL. And I remember thinking at the time. The fact that he was there like drove me nuts. And I actually had, I didn't think she had him there because they were together at all. Like I, because she's a perfectionist, I think she just thought like she trusts Kanye's like creative vision to almost like a creepy like doll sort of like thing going on. But I think she literally was just like, thought she could have her cake and eat it too. And the way this family has always like stayed friends with like the male exes in a way that's not even necessarily like, Oh, how nice of them, but more like. So it makes me sometimes mad at Chris because I feel like yeah. she encourages that. And I'm that's like, yo, weird, these people like male forgiveness complex. But yeah. So I think Kim was just thinking, yeah, like uh, Kanye's the best stylist I've ever had. Why wouldn't I invite him? And then meanwhile, like, I don't necessarily, I think Kanye was probably delusional if he thought that meant they were like getting back together. I think he said that after the fact, because he realized what was going on. But like, I don't, I don't think I had, she was not still in love with him at this point. I literally just think she was like, I have to be perfect. Everyone knows that I dressed like an idiot before I met Kanye. Like, (laughs) I'm just gonna bring him out. That's normal. That's fine. Who cares? Yeah. And she, she gave him a, a shout out. She gave, you know, and, but the, the Kanye thing is interesting because even with his latest Instagram post a couple of weeks ago, his obsession with SNL, like, you know, it's like sometimes like Kanye for being at the forefront of culture or him even telling us he's at the forefront of culture. So I'm like, yo man, it's a bad show. Most of the time you well, do not need to be worried about that's this. You such know? a good point. It's the same thing I feel about his obsession with Perez. I'm like, it's yeah, no, dude, no offense. We're I know not you the were, early aughts anymore, man. Like, like I know you, you had him on the show and he, 
he's great. We love Perez forever because yes. he started this shit. However, it's 2022. Girl, we are not stalking Perez like we were when Britney. Even Perez is like, wait, did you me? miss? Did you accidentally <laughs> tag me? Like, I mean, uh, did you Perez? accidentally tag me? <laughs> I'm not Dubois. Were you maybe Dubois? What were you? <laughs> he's very like. I, I don't even know if I would say selective because I don't think he's consistent with like his whims of things that bother him, but he's specific in his grudges. Like it's never random. It's never like, oh, I hate Perez just because he's annoying or I hate SNL because Kim was on it and now she's dating Pete. There's always some weird backstory, villain origin story, <laughs> like something bothered him somewhere and it will, he'll fixate on it. It's and not like it, dated. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not, it's what? not consistent. Like I said, it's like sometimes he's doesn't even notice people talking shit about him. Sometimes the, his whims as for what's irritating him at any given time changes constantly. But once he decides to stick to something, it's like, I'm, Never going to Well, there's there's something to be said for (laughs) potential arrested development in the sense of you know he's frozen in the year that he got famous in, right? And so it's like you know, like Dido, I'm taking you down, Dido. (laughs) You know, like and the fact that he's like, I can't stand Beck. I'm like, we're not listening (laughs) to Beck anymore. (laughs) Well. It's because it, I watched and then I know we'll get back to the Kardashians in a sec, but real quick, I watched that three part genius documentary on mm-hmm, Netflix mm-hmm. and I look forward to it every week. I've, I've actually watched it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have been in my life a huge Kanye West fan. Like his music actually really did mean something to me. And it was really I loved uh, uh, CK or CK or whoever did the Oh, Cootie. Cootie and Chike were the two okay. guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, I loved that their story was involved in it. And I just thought, what an interesting perspective because it's also a mirror up to my own life of like, wow, we're going into this decades now. Like, I'm older, you're older. Look at uh, look at how we've all changed. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like, uh, Kanye, I have a podcast now, you know? And, and <laughs> I watched it's- it too. Um, but I have to say, Kathleen's heard this rant before. So, Doug Infinite's a friend of mine, and I was not happy with the way they kind of portrayed him in the film because I feel like yeah they showed I get it like he was really friendly to Kanye at the producer conference then he went on the radio and then Kanye confronted him but I don't think people understood that that was 2003 like that was 20 years ago do you not think they've reconciled I think he, he worked on I think Doug worked on Gold Digger with him uh, after that, like they're still cool. Like Doug's still friends with no ID, but I just didn't like, I thought for a storyteller, I thought they could have wrapped that up better. They kind of just left it as like, they framed it like Doug was some hater and like yeah. was preying on Kanye's downfall. And so like when I read the tweets, I was really like upset about like people like Doug's a hater and he's not even doing music now. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, but when you turned back on Kanye too, or it's like, right. And I'm like, Kanye did the same thing to big Sean on drink champs. Like said he was, the Oh my worst. God. Like, so I, like, like <laughs> everyone does that. But I think too, to your point, I'm trying to make Ryan is that, yeah, he's stuck in kind of like a time frame Cause he's probably like, yeah, leave that in there. So they could show how people were hating on me. And I'm like, it's 2003. It's like, late. Right. You know, we, Hold on. you know, it's like, we see him as this real person. We get to see him like in the, the work ethic and all of this stuff. And we get to see Donda and we get to have these kind of beautiful moments that I really found touching. And then mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. a person gets more famous and this isn't just in Kanye's case, but yeah. you know, you see how big somebody's life gets and how really it kind of separates it from really reality in a way. And that's why exactly. it's always interesting that he then invited the Kardashians into that, which are like yeah. potentially succubus in terms of like, I will 
feed off of this and take everything I want. Now, I think Kanye is, you know, he will tell you he is more powerful now than ever. He has godlike abilities, all of this stuff. But there is a sadness in there because I know we're I know we'll never. I know none of us will stay the same, Yeah, but I think I just have such a fond memory of the time period when I fell in love with Kanye Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with like my life during that time when I discovered him. And Mm -hmm. so it's hard. And it's the same thing with the Kardashians too, is that as much as every time I start rooting, as much as every time I'm like, every time Kim will make a quote about work or Kim will like my boyfriend branded himself. I'm like, yo, yeah. You're like, Oh God, if you had become quiet, you could be mother to read. Like you could have, you could have completely like really done something weirdly special in pop culture instead of like, Oh, this is what, this is what I'm defending you for Kim. So you can keep doing this bullshit on Ellen. Oh, I know. That was so, that that was was so embarrassing. Yes, I thought Ellen was supposed to be gone. Like, why I'm sure not- Ellen wants to be gone. She's like, yeah, why am I Ellen's still like, doing this? Why has the government not it's stepped not- in to like <laughs> study that Kardashian Ellen relationship? What is Biden doing about the Ellen yeah, and Biden. Kardashian? I'll pay, I'll pay extra taxes on yeah, gas, but I need it's gonna get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, when I'm famous, I will not be doing this podcast anymore. So well, let me sorry. let me ask you guys in terms of like we talk about famous people, all that we talk about, and Natalie, you had some like freakish success. Deservedly so because of Nori's black book and all that. Mm -hmm. But really, we study this shit. Like, would you guys, do you guys want to be famous? Do you guys want, I mean, I want to make a live. I do, you know, I want to make, I want to make this, but like, I can't, it's hard for me to read. Like I, we were talking earlier, hard for me to read reviews. It's hard for me. I get very sensitive about things. Mm -hmm. Could you guys, do you guys want this? Do you? Think you want to go? I forward? want Natalie to be famous. <laughs> Fifty Cent says, "Keep the fame, I'll take the money." That's my motto at the end. Okay, the you day, just quoted but... Fifty Cent. I gotta go. The like, Curtis yeah. Jackson yeah. once said, "Um, um, I could do fame on. I mean, I have a taste of it. I can do it. It. The only thing for me, it gets a little embarrassing. Like we were in Vegas this last time in August, and I was talking to people. We had a cabana, and I just mentioned Nori's Black Book, and they like freaked out. They wanted me to take pictures. Da, da, da. That just was embarrassing, dude. If me. I had a couple drinks in me and I didn't know you, and I knew Nori's Black Book, I would be freaking out. Be yeah, like, let's that. party! Right, exactly. Yeah. Black Book, you know. Do a Nori's shot with me. Do a shot right. with me. It just yeah. gets a little embarrassed. I can handle like the criticism to me doesn't. It doesn't bother me because I'm like who the fuck are you? Uh, but I mean, but it did, I will admit like when it, when I first was on keep on the Kardashians, I was like really overwhelmed. Like I even called Kathleen like crying. Like I can't do this because the people that listen to the podcast, the stands were just like, she has this podcast. Sold her soul to the devil. Was it a little bit of that too? A little bit of that. Or yeah. If you have other black women that are like, I don't trust a black woman that loves the Kardashians. I'm like, well, you don't read Nori's black books. It's anything but a love letter. Like it's not, it is. I was really scared. It was going to really be a, a kiss ass account once you were on there. And I think we talked about that last time. I mean, not in a bad way, but I thought because me personally, when a Bravo person interacts with me, yeah, I like I I I get bummed. I, I don't get, get bummed. No, I get it. I get, I get it, excited yeah. like quickly, like like for the first minute, and then I think I go. Now I can't be honest. I feel like the future, that you know. I feel like that on our podcast, if I be honest, because sometimes I'm like, it's different when you've actually met the person and you know yeah. they're not an asshole, and for some reason their persona or their whatever's on the show, they look like an asshole, and you're like, God damn, I've met you, so I know you aren't. Like the you bitches get up and fucking work. Like I know Kim isn't like an asshole. She had no. a, mo- but she had a moment, a rich white girl moment. <laughs> 
And so but, it's just like, but, aren't we, but see, I, I feel like this is their, their job is PR. How did she have that moment to me? Like she, like usually these people now think things so down the line that I feel like Kim, was she really that deluded that she thought women and maybe some men were going to be like, rise up. I will work today. <laughs> like up. I'm going to my job. I mean, I think every celebrity we see this, especially now with like the real timeness of social and the, the fact that the internet maintains every receipt that a lot of these more like traditional PR people that were used to sort of like brushing over things with like another scandal or another interview or something have yet to grasp that concept. And then meanwhile, they've gotten famous and wealthy enough that they hire teams of pure yes men. Like everyone around them is like living inside their ass, you know, it's like the Tracy's like I or they hire I, the game and soja boy or you yeah. know like, Jason or, Lee, the Queens, yeah, Jason Kanye, Lee. Jason Lee, Jason. what is up with that? Hollywood unlock yeah. is your public. What are you talking about? It's like I think they reach a certain level of power and money. And I mean, even to be more somber, you look at celebrities that have died because they took prescription medication, because they were able to get all these prescriptions from doctors that like were razzle dazzled by their, you know celebrity you know and i think that's definitely what's happened with both the kardashians and even kanye i think kanye is a little bit more like chaos and the kardashians are calculated but both of them do not have people around them that say no or they get rid of those people i think too um i've always said that they are really bad at interviews Like, I don't, and that speaks to, I mean, they're brilliant in some places, but that doesn't usually translate to intelligence. And I just, yeah, they've never inspired by a speech. They've never like going, like, damn, I've really got to, that really inspired me. Get up and go to work. Because, like, even Kim has said in interviews, well, I'm financially conservative or something. And it's like, "Mm, nobody wants to hear that. Maybe you shouldn't say that out (laughs) loud. Or like Chloe, when she started to say, I don't know why the woman gets blamed when the man cheats and then went on to say, but I think it's the media, but it's always been a boys club. What are you talking about? What's a boys club? Like, I just don't think they interview well. And then you, Courtney, we all know that Chris can, because again, Chris is part of this game. So she knows what to say. Um, but even she gets awkward. I think I read an interview where they're like, who would you like to have dinner with dead or dead or alive? And she's like, Jesus and Robert Kardashian senior. And it's like, what together. Are these- Wait, hologram, hologram Robert or the actual Robert? <laughs> the actual Robert, apparently. Okay, okay. So it's just like, I don't think they interview well, which kind of highlights the lack of, I hate saying the word intelligence sounds me, but you get what I'm saying. Because unfortunately, they've positioned themselves to have real opinions about real things instead of our fun reality show people. Like, no one's going to ask Ramona like what she thinks about <laughs> laws and like important shit or women working or what's your advice for women in business. And Ramona is pretty successful. That would be a question you could ask her because she's made her own money, but no one in their right fucking mind. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how. You know, saying, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but for some reason they've positioned themselves to get these questions and you're like, no, that's not for them. Ask them about lip gloss. So- What's so it's so interesting because like, you know, they they are the you know, they started off as the typical American family or or American. We could all you know, like this is what the future. This is what it is. And this is we're all trying to do this and that. And the dad hates us, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, what are you talking about? We need me. Yeah, it's me, Caitlin. Uh, she's, she's in a bikini. This is yeah. not right. You all look like whores. Remember, she <laughs> Caitlin, used, Caitlin used to slut shame them for a few I'm, seasons. I'm gonna go play with my toy helicopters. Right. Um, my, my, my model days, airplane. I miss the days of when Caitlin and Scott would like do little hijinks. Like that was like a hand, pure hand moment. Hand well, hug. The, I still the, hug my brother. What? One of the weirdest episodes still to this day was when Caitlin um, had a, a best friendship with Jeff Dunham, the puppet guy. Yes. Remember? And he was like, oh, my ah, God. Ah, I lie. And they're like, don't. Why are you so nervous? You act like you love him or something. You know, and he's like, ah, I just want him to like me. <laughs> he yeah, went to, you know, I mean, she even went to Vegas. To see yes. The show. <laughs> she like, like she like wooed Jeff Dunham. I'm like, what's up, Gary? You want to? Play golf with me, like it was my, so. Uh, I remember watching it friend, at the time. My good friend, <laughs> and it was all, and she was all nervous about it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is she Jeff the puppet guy, the puppeteer," and she was like shitting a brick when they met. Like it's kind of like when, when it's like when Kim met Cher. That's how Caitlyn. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So the other thing too about being a normal family, though, is that yeah. our normal families. We all have dummies in our family. Exactly. Like we're all like, so we, you know, the fact that they're now potentially buying into their own bullshit of like, I can give quotes about anything, (laughs) you know, and I might be political down the line because we gassed them up so much when part of their initial appeal was being part idiot. Exactly. Was being like the person that didn't think too hard. Like was like the fact that Courtney. I feel like they could they're allowed to own that, you know, it's like the Mariah but they, of the world. You don't need to be humble. You know, it's like, they could just say like, yeah, we kind of lived in a bubble. Like we didn't live a normal life. <laughs> like, like the fact that show is not just like, you know, those ladies just sitting around going like, can you fucking believe this? Are you, <laughs> right, like, right. can you fucking believe this? Like yeah. it's wild. But like the other day I was, this is a horrible comparison, but I was watching uh dark Knight rises the other night. Cause I'm a Batman weirdo. And <laughs> right. of course, yeah, of course. So I'm a toxic, I'm a toxic male. And um, I was like, Bane, it was like uh, to Batman. who was like, you know, you adopted the darkness. I was born in it. And I think that's with, with Kanye too, is like Kanye is so used to chaos. Like Kathleen was saying, like he, he, that was his life 20 years ago. We see it in the documentary. All night, every night, making beats. He was used to so many people around him at all times. He was in that. And so, you know, what he considers normal now is still so bizarre to us. It's like, dude, go to sleep, man. Like, put the phone. But that's his norm. Like, he never was that guy just chilling at the family house. He was doing 80 different things at all times. Well, that's why I said it. So it's like one thing will be like in- exciting for him. And then it's like, no, 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 I need the next thing, you know? And that's an insatiable appetite. When that's why the criticism of him right now is so perplexing to me, because it's like, like you said, Ryan, he's been the same person every time, every time he goes through a breakup, this is kind of, I mean, obviously this is different because he's married and has kids, but the Amber Rose breakup, that wasn't a pretty breakup either to the point where he was still talking about it even when he was married to Kim, he's obsessed. He was obsessed with Amber Rose. He put her in that bed on that, that famous video. He shot at her out when he was getting a Vanguard award. Like then with the Chris Humphreys, he put Chris Humphreys in a song when him and Kim were married, like got married. So I'm like, this is the normal behavior of his breakup. And I think it's just, 
I mean, I hate to use like the black man in America thing, but like it's a little bit of that, like because, you know, black man, Kim's a little uh, helpless white woman. It's time to like ring the alarm. Well, where were all these alarms when he was harassing Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa on Twitter years ago? When Well, where were these alarms when he's saying Bill Cosby's innocent? Like everyone let that rock. And then I, now it's well, which, by the way, in one of his shitty poems the other day, he brought up Bill Cosby, I think, <laughs> oh, being finally guilty. And I was like, good, like that's Bill cool. Cosby. Yeah, this is, divorce is like COVID. Um, but I just feel like not saying he's in the right or the wrong, but I'm just saying it's weird that people, to Ryan's point, don't remember this is his thing. And I and it's weird, too, on the flip side that people are like, well, this is Kim's third divorce. Maybe she's the problem. It's like, see, I don't that, see that that's either. that's. That stuff makes me livid because like, listen, I'm not the biggest, like I, I, I really respect him in so many different ways, but I'm not mm-hmm. like Kim's biggest cheerleader either. I find a lot of her stuff, her antics really funny, but the shit that I find interesting is that this is a group of powerful women, no matter how you want to cut it. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they will never be able to be men and yeah. that will always be held against them. And so we still yeah. give room for Kanye. This is not talking about his music. Right, we right, still right. give room for Kanye to be really a very dangerous presence as a male. And we, we rationalize what any, if any of our friends did that stuff, we would wring their necks or my mom would smack the shit out of me. And Kanye's allowed to do this because, well, the Kardashians, they just, you know, and they're disgusting people, the Kardashians, they're disgusting. She deserves all of this shit. You know, it's wild. And me and Kathleen are pretty early on the criticism train of Kanye. So all this feels we're just vindicated because we tried to tell people a long time ago, like uh, him crying about aborting North isn't actually good. So, and we would always bring this up in the pod when we started getting like the Reddit haters, like Natalie and I uh, emphatically have told the story a thousand times of how much we both were huge Kanye fans. So it's like this, we weren't buying into like the canned silly, like, criticisms like oh he's crazy he told he took taylor swift's award from her you know it's like we were defenders for a really long time elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank but with quince i get high-end versatile pieces at prices i can actually afford now i can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet you guys know i've got a blue linen blazer now i have a black leather jacket and i have my eye on this italian suede trucker jacket i think that's going to be my next purchase so quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style you're going to have them in your closet forever quince has all the must-haves like mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from 50 dollars, iconic 100 leather jackets and versatile flow knit activewear with all quince items everything is priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, 
All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Folks, we are at the part of the show where I wax poetic about our sponsors, and we have a returning sponsor with us, and that is Seed, which makes one of the damn best probiotics out there, period. Um, now, they, they ask me, they send me this, this kind of copy to read, and they ask me questions like, why were you excited to try Seed? Well, I was excited to try Seed because probiotics it kind of goes hand in hand with trying to make your body better, trying to make your body operate in a smooth or a smoother capacity. And I got to tell you, since I was on all the antibiotics from my face medication from blowing up, they said, you need a solid probiotic. And uh, I said, what about this? And they were like, yeah, you could totally use that. And it was seed. Um, what I love best about seed. Well, I mean, of course, the probiotic part, but I got to tell you, being kind of like, a f I'm not fashionable, but at the same time, I love the way this thing is packaged. It's in this like green bottle, and then they give you this bottle on the side that's like a daily pill bottle case that you can take around, and it is the coolest packaging I've ever seen a product have. Like, no joke. I've even had somebody ask about it, and like, that's so cool, and it truly is cool. You should try Seed if you want to be cool, <laughs> period. That is why you should try Seed, and it's actually good for you. Um, it turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Uh, I knew probi probiotic tortilla chips sounded way too good to be true. Good news, though, Seed's daily symbiotic is the real deal. Now, Seed always says not all pro probiotics are created equal, and I agree. So what is the daily symbiotic? It is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic. It is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. Proprietary engineer two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. Uh, if you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Now, seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. So what does the daily symbiotic do for you? It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating healthy regularity and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean, but it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. 
Um, gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. By the way, do you guys think I should make this podcast kind of like a like a scientist podcast? I feel very science. I feel very very knowledgeable right now. So many see improvements in digestion within the first 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and eased bloating. Um, so I want to call you guys to action. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem 20% off your first month of seeds daily symbiotic. That's seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad. Folks, this is one of those things is just try it. See if it's your thing. Give it a month. This is a good price for a month. Give it a month. See if it works. But we got to start taking care of ourselves. I've been telling myself this this the last year, and I'm starting, damn it. And you're going to start with me. Try it. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And now back to the remainder of our show. And we also like weren't necessarily Kim stands either. We we thought she was kind of the boring sister, you know, yeah. like we liked the show and we thought she was kind of like this icon. So it's like part of the frustration with both of them lies in that it's like, we thought you weren't that bad. So like, <laughs> we, were for, we were all rooting for you. And How I think dare you. <laughs> with Tanya and Kim both, like we, we've always talked about this on the pod is like, I think from day one with their marriage, at first we we're like sick, like our worlds colliding. They got engaged at the ballpark when I was still working there. I was like, this is going to be so fun. But like, wait, you were at the wedding? I wasn't at the wedding. You, no. you were at the engagement at the no, giant No, oh. But my, my friend was working on the grounds crew because it, was it wasn't a game night. My friend was on the grounds crew and he was like, I had to sign this NDA and I could get fired, but I have to tell somebody. And you're the one person I know will think it's cool. He's like, Kanye West just walked up to me and like, we're like throwing together this last minute event and it was Kim's birthday. So I didn't even necessarily think it was going to be an engagement, but I had like a feeling it was going to be something like big, but yeah. So at the time I was thinking, this is going to be so much fun, but it was pretty clear quickly that the power dynamics were never right with this couple I think they both thought they were in control 
from day one. I think Kanye kind of had this fixation with Kim being this like object of everybody's attention. And he kind of had an ego thing with like, he wanted to like possess her and accumulate more like in infamy, not even as like fame, but infamy. And then Kim is also has that insatiable appetite in a different way than Kanye. Like Kanye thrives on the chaos but Kim thrives on like relevancy and she really wanted to be cool and edgy. <laughs> she was never cool and edgy. So Kanye rep- presented all these things. She wanted to be black. She's not black. So I think they both, Wait, what? Had- <laughs> they both kind of had like misaligned intentions. Like maybe they loved each other. Maybe they were obsessed with each other, but there was all, it was clear, especially now when you look back, it was clear both of them had some sort of underlying attraction to the other of what they could bring to them, like an ego thing. And like I said, they're both control freaks in very different ways, but they both thought they were the ones who were in charge of that relationship the entire time. And they were never quite on the same page. Do you guys have a little bit more time? Yeah. Yeah, we're okay, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. So I just, if that's cool, if we can talk just a little, just a couple more hours, it'll be totally easy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, no, well, we haven't even gotten to some of the things that I mean, cause this is, this is why you guys got to subscribe to their podcast though, because it, it's never stops. Like oh, this God. stuff is, you can theorize on it. You can postulate it and it, it spans to all pop culture. And sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, yo, nobody's doing it like them. Like, you know, it's like we're, they, they're, we're only talking about them because they seem to be like, we do all of it. And there's no need for other celebrity pop culture right now because they've got like, I feel like they're hogging the limelight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent every. And that's another reason why um, the, the positioning Kim as a victim, she hasn't done it herself, but the other people are. And I'm just like, I don't know if we can go victim because I feel like this helps. This is the meat and potatoes of keeping up the Kardashians. Like Ryan said, it started off as this American family, the hijinks, but somewhere down the line, it turned more into the shows about the headlines they make. So it's always about, oh, well, we'll do stuff in the headlines or stuff will happen and we'll use this show to explain it. Kind of how Chloe said she's going to talk about the Tristan shit and she wished she didn't have to. Yeah, you wish you didn't have to because that's the show now. It'd be so nice if that wasn't the focal point, but they kind of need the headlines because they could eat. I mean, not easily, but I just don't feel like the chaos would go on if say this was like Halle Berry or someone with like a legit acting job that didn't need the drama as a storyline in their work, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so the Kardashians on Hulu are coming out. What do you guys hope from it? And what are you like? I'm out immediately. If I fucking see a mime in the first five minutes, (laughs) like, what are you, what are you like? Like, because the trailer gave us so much, but I want to also point out, the Kardashians are masters of making us see, making it seem like a really exciting season. Oh my God. And then they, it's one minute really trailers. Yeah. One minute of actual content, 58 minutes of like <laughs> complete bullshit that you get bored with. I mean, but we see things like, you know, Kim, who do you get into text from? I think <laughs> camera just happens to be rolling. Is that, is it rhyme with sheet? Three. You know, does yeah. it rhyme with feet? <laughs> and then we get like Kanye involved and stuff like that. What do you guys hope to see? I like Kathleen. Go. I mean, my hopes are <laughs> in the basement if they're there at all. Uh, I I don't necessarily. I'm not like assuming it's going to be terrible. I just like I have nothing to expect. I just feel like it will be 
whatever, you know. Uh, You're like, very zen about it. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, uh, it'll be something. I think my only deal breaker, and I said this before when the show was still on E, like I had to stop watching it for a while, was when Batman that may or may not have been the quote unquote president of our country. Oh, yes. Yeah. Screen. When he was on it. Yeah. When he was on our screen. I was like, ah, like that was when like their worlds collided in a way that was like just way too much. I was like, this is way too much. I don't want to see these people on my TV screen interacting at this level, like of politics, especially. Well, yeah, because it almost embarrassed because you realize then everything's entertainment now. Like political yeah. systems, entertainment. This isn't like theater. Nothing cool. theater. Yeah. So well, now that true crime is so theater. true, crime and scammers are all the rage. You know, it's yeah. like if Kim defended Keith Raniere from Nixium, I'd like no, 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 no. You know, it's like it's all out of this one pool of things that we're pulling from, and it is really disturbing. Like when politics get involved and stuff, because there should be division of church and state at a certain yeah. point, and it's like their hands are in everything, and we can't stop it now. I think that was my problem with Real Housewives of New York. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Um, <laughs> Real Housewives in New York got a little too political for me. Like, oh, just, you mean the conversation like, with Ebony and Ramona and Leah? Yeah, like just get Amber. drunk and go to the Bursars. Why can't we do that? Why can't we get drunk? Yeah, we've the got Bursars? perfect drinking problems over here. And you're talking yeah. about politics? Yeah. yeah, like, please. But yeah, I think to Kathleen's point, because I didn't really know what I didn't want to see. If we could not do prison reform, that would be amazing because Prison reform is such, going back to politics, it's such a big topic to just try to tackle with just getting one or two, two minute people. segments. Well, I'm just like you, your version of, of reform is getting people out of prison that shouldn't have been there anyway, which is fine, but that's not prison reform. And it's such a bigger uh, concept of just prison reform. It's like, well, if you're going to do that, you have to talk about racism. Then you're going to talk about slavery. Oh, and then you're going to have to talk about sentencing reform. And then you're going to talk about how in the court, you know, they don't even film what goes on in the court. So people don't even know how unjust. Oh, and then representation. It's like such a big thing that I think people, specifically white people, will not understand from the perspective of you just getting someone out of jail. They might unfortunately, it's a little irresponsible, I guess is what I'm saying, to think And then to intersperse it with Art Vanderlei, you know, like, And the C plot line is Art Vanderlei. It just it doesn't seem really responsible. So if we could just keep the prison reform at a bare minimum, that'd be great. And I Like very, like selective with how she goes about it to Natalie's point, like just getting people out that maybe had too long of a sentence or were falsely accused and they were found to be innocent. And like, it's like, she's so selective in that. And that even in that Vanity Fair article, she talked about how she wanted to start her own law firm where she would hire people that had been released. And it's just, it's very savory very white lady and it just kind of like continues to give Kim this exorbitant amount of credit for something that other people make their lifetime of work especially black women are like predominantly it's, co- it's co-opting something again yeah. whether it be you know african-american style yeah. in terms of hair and you know does. like it is it just she works with organizations that she like almost never shouts out in unless you're like pulling her teeth you know it's like and then she gets a vote cover and it's the whole lost thing i i have friends who are lawyers and i'm like doesn't this drive you nuts the amount of credit she gets for this and she's not 
even doing the process correctly. Or like times she was like, she put those teens that were fighting fires on her Instagram story. And I'm like, first of all, kids in prison, maybe not promote that. Secondly, prisoners, kids are not right. Well, prisoners, teens are not fighting fires. It's totally exploitation of those of people like because they don't get they get paid little to nothing it's dangerous and then when they get out they can't get jobs as firemen so you can't even say this is like some program but I mean it's not malicious but again you don't know what you're doing like don't put children that are in prison I would be much more comfortable with Kim as like an injury lawyer you know like (laughs) have a did you have a crash call the Kardash workers workers compensation Yeah. Yes, like I would be much more comfortable. She could be on billboards, the whole thing. But, right. So uh, I guess at the end of the day, I just want to keep it light and keep it fun. Like I don't need any seriousness. Please, let's talk about poosh. I'll even take that. I'm, I'm Courtney well pretending to have a meeting. Like, That'd be awesome. And get into shenanigans. Like I would watch that. Like, and that's why I think it's interesting that they're sticking to this weird format. And maybe, like you said, Ryan, it's all they know to stay to the like the headlines and like the scandal of it all because I feel like a lot of other celebrities have gone into the realm of like Jerry Seinfeld being the like celebrities in cars or whatever and or comedians in cars and and like stealing Tucci's doing like a cooking show and like uh Marshawn Lynch did this thing where he tried stuff like and would go to different (laughs) like random jobs and try them it's like they could find a show that's formatted like that where or even like a house flipping show or something like Scott had. It's like they could find something that was like focused and lighthearted, but I feel like that's not good enough for them. They have this appetite that they haven't accepted that maybe they're not the top of the food chain anymore. It's like they want to be this like no one can stop talking about the Kardashians. What will happen next with this family? Even knowing this was filmed six months ago and we re- we pre-planned yeah. it. <laughs> Can I just How say quick. something for two seconds that yeah. Kathleen said something and I think you did it right. I think one of the biggest issues with this show uh, evolving in the way it did. And I think, Ryan, you kind of touched on it. They're so famous that it almost doesn't really make sense for them to have a reality show because you can't go anywhere. Again, it's not like Housewives where you can just set up a little camera in the the, the corn in the middle of the restaurant and not really get bothered or have paparazzi. Cause even when I was on the show, there was nobody when we were there, like absolutely. And there was security and like, it was like, it was a whole thing. So I feel like, but to my point I made earlier too, though, they can't do anything else. So it's kind of like, they're like, we have to, cause if you notice the issue too, which I wonder if they'll address that I think it looks like they're trying to, they only film in the house. Or each other's houses most of the time. Yeah. So that's but, one I mean, of like but the weird those parts. houses are now bigger than most sound stages. So it's right. it's uh, you know. But like they're just sitting on the couch. Have you talked to mom? No. Oh hey, have you talked to mom? And then they just like well, let's go to Palm Springs and exactly. see if we've talked to mom over there. Let's read the dictionary and pretend it's a game. Exactly. So <laughs> I think that's part that one of their other big obstacles. It's like the reality shows you and I watch. They go places like. They're out of the house. They're doing these little activities and da-da-da-da. Put Kim in the fish room. See how she likes it. <laughs> well, I mean, you room. almost kind of like, I mean, they, they tried to do that Aspen trip last season or whatever, and it was like the same house that the Beverly Hills Housewives did was, yeah. this past season. And it's Shout just, but it's not, the, it's not the same excitement <laughs> at so all. Of course. Like the whole episode was like the third episode in a row that Kylie and Kendall were mad at each other. It was like, 
there wasn't another. And they played that stupid line. game. Yeah. Now that I was like, it's all coming back to me. And they, they just in it. the house taking pictures around the house. I was like, oh my god! At least Kathy Hilton gave us like her just showing up in sweats and not packing any real clothes. <laughs> like, give us those. But tell moments. us, tell us the yeah, tell us the reality of the situation. Chloe, yeah. does Chloe have the shits on this trip? I would love <laughs> like 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 I can't stay out of the bathroom, you guys. Like that would be so fascinating to me. Yeah, if it was just like I I can't stop eating. I can't stop like you know oh. Uh, Chris is like going overboard with the vodka. Like that kind of <laughs> shit would actually be so much more entertaining than these big plot lines. Like go inward. Like you, you know, like let us show how whacked out you guys have become even more so than when you started because of fame. When do we think we see food God in this series? First oh, episode. I don't want to see Miss Jonathan oh. anywhere near this. Like- you know, he was like, Kim, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready. There's a cheese pull waiting. Like, I kind of wonder if he will be involved because I feel like it seems like they were kind of selective with who did filming and all the contracts were like split evenly. So like no one's making more than another. So is that true? They have a favored nations thing? I think so. Right. Didn't we talk about this last? I'm not like sure. All the sisters are getting paid the same or something like that. But I think they said, well, yeah, because E, Kendall and Kylie got different pay. I yeah. do remember yeah. Chloe said that. And E had like contracts for like side players like Malika and Scott you know <laughs> and it was like separate and I feel it seems a little bit more like contained with this Hulu series and like mapped out all, almost already so I wonder like who God will be <laughs> considered I think Miss Jonathan will definitely be in the SNL uh yeah. whenever we do that because you know he's from New York and I can show you the best pizza Kim yeah but you've been uh, to Sabaro Kim <laughs> Whoa, look at that cheese. That's crazy. Kim, Kim, you cannot come to New York and not eat pizza, Kim. Come on, Kim. Yeah, so Miss Jonathan will definitely surface in that. Did you ever watch the show Chris produced for him on Discovery Plus where he's just like going around eating? I didn't, but I was just wondering. Oh, no, I'm I'm trying to do self-care this year. (laughs) Every once in a while, one of his like Instagram videos will come up and they're so like old youtube style where it's like hey look at this cake (laughs) is that can you believe this crazy cake and he's like commentating it it's so weird i don't know i always compare their relationship to i used to call it like it was like chunk and sloth from the goonies (laughs) like kim was chunk and he was sloth like even with the wacky eye and it would be like you're gonna live with me now and like kim always has to take care of jonathan for the rest of yeah, baby Ruth. Kim, um, you're the hottest girl on the planet. Anyone would die to be with you. Um, when, she was, when she was sad about Reggie breaking up with her, and he, that was his pep talk. <laughs> um, Chloe and Tristan, uh, as we start winding down, we do need to mention, like, it's so Kim does suck up all the oxygen once again. And I know that's got to be frustrating when, you know, there's such a great recurring plot line with Tristan never being able to wrap it up or have sex with just one person, which is just endlessly fascinating because he put himself back on TV going, yeah, give me another chance. Yeah. And he's doing that neck moment, you know, remember? He loves the attention. Like, I think he's someone that... Like yeah, he Malika's, like drink. helped him get her a necklace and a purse and like all this stuff. And they're like, "Come on, Chloe!" I'm like, "That there's a lot of psychological issues in this group." Well, yeah, yeah, way to encourage it. Like he bought you. Come on, he paid well, for he you. He sent Malika flowers for her birthday, and Malika just had to put it on Instagram. So it's stuff like that where you're like, 
what is going on here? But I think I really truly think that Tristan loves the attention, be it positive or negative. Like he does not care at all. I found this out this week. I don't know if you guys were aware. Did you know Tristan is on a basketball team? He plays <laughs> basketball for a professional team. Like an actual time. team. He gets traded a lot. <laughs> I experienced yeah. that for the first like Oh yeah, by the way, season. I got I got to tell you Where Natalie started to, Natalie did start to annoy me on Twitter a couple of times cuz she was starting you could tell she was starting to accept Tristan and I was I like, was. "Yo, you got to ride or that die." On, like <laughs> It was it the really, case. I was like, "Go Tristan." No, like what I saw I some saying? of that. I was like I was like I have a feeling Natalie's about to block me because I'm going to keep saying that I don't like like this, you know, this kind of with me. <laughs> I was right all along. I was right all along. Is that like he's going to and he almost that's what he gets gets off on. He gets I off so on I think so messing with her, you know? Yeah. And I think Love the validation of being like this girl can't quit me. Right. And it's will be and ugh, he's such a fame whore. Like part of me thinks if Chloe wasn't Chloe Kardashian, would he still be like? trying to be in the mix or be around her and like, i don't think she's have sex there's like women lined up at every hotel that, see isn't it crazy it's like here's a good looking here's like, a great looking dude with yeah. a good job like like he has he has no problem getting sex from probably the most beautiful people in the world if he wanted to and all he would have to do is just be an upfront dude like mm-hmm. all he would have to do but he can't do it he can't it's do not, it to save his life it's not his ministry it's not aligned with what he <laughs> likes to do he likes the company of women he likes to shoot up clubs by the way not, nothing wrong with that too um, unless you're with somebody that you're saying you're, say, with, if you're you know? honest about it like you said you're just up front like hey this is just me boo but he to ryan's point every season we've got to see him be like i'm gonna get it together and let's get a house for me you and true and da 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 and then it's like he's got another baby on the way like i'm not we see sure how this story ends baby was not his i think that he too uh, he i think he pursued jordan and i feel like jordan might have had this like wall oh you mean jordan thing. woods the one that yeah, this yeah. is the, the one whose jordan. fault this is all yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's her fault yeah. i think i think that she probably was feeling a little disgruntled being kylie's shadow so maybe was like feeling a little defiant and then i think he definitely like preyed on her because he loved the idea of it being like especially not what he was supposed to be doing because he could have he could have yeah beaches moment else. yeah yeah and, it must have been cold there yeah. in my and botox shadow because of chloe and this family like being terrible to other women i feel like they tried to instantly post you know pitch it as like why would jordan do that she was a friend it's like why the fuck would tristan do that you know it's like why was it that jordan was somehow this like vixen that was like luring him like i firmly believe that he was like this would be real messy. Prostitution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've never been this physically excited in my under nether regions than I am right now. By possibly, like, I'm gonna go in there and stir the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Also, does, does Chloe ever go like, yo, like obviously, like the heart shit isn't working out for me. Why don't I go back and get a degree? Like, wouldn't it be like Chloe's worked her ass off on her body? Wouldn't it be amazing if she was like. I think I should go back to school. Like, let's like actually yeah. do something, she you know? The baby she, ba- she barely graduated high school. So I don't think she that's can look, happen. She can hear it, all those Tumblr quotes. Maybe she could. Uh, the mystery. It's the, like, the Da Vinci code of her posts are amazing. Where's, where's Chloe's poosh? <laughs> I know that's why like it's so sad when it's like you don't even want to do a poosh. You know, like Chris, Chris will handle it for you. Just say you want to do it. Um, okay. Courtney and Travis. 
we're going to see their engagement. We're going to see what, I mean, I feel like we're close to a sex tape. We're pro <laughs> Courtney and Travis, right? We, we like them. They've probably been like sending their sex tape to people like the TMZ is like, hey, Getting look, notes. want it? And then everyone's like, it's fine. We don't want well, I thought you meant like Kim with, Kim with SNL of like, I ran my monologue past Dave Chappelle. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. she ran her sex tape past like important sex tape. Yeah, people, probably you know? like, like, Damn, Anderson. They probably got like producers to like look at it and like edit it. They're like, okay, babe, I think this, we can drop this like the day after the wedding. Let's do it. <laughs> I like Courtney and Travis. I don't trust Travis. There's, it's kind of really? like how, I, it's how I felt when Chloe and Tristan first got together. I knew he was oh. not the one. I was like, I don't see it for you. But because Travis has these old recycle ass game. Like if you watched his show with Shayna. Meet the Barkers. Yeah. Meet the Barkers. It's all the same shit. It is all the making out everywhere. The flowers, like the big gesture. Like I always ask myself, is Travis Barker romantic or is he just rich? Because I don't know if this is romance. Because even with Kanye's gestures, there was some heart in it. You can kind of see like, okay, this is- There's ingenuity. There was like yeah. real like vision. Yeah. Travis was like, we saw you do this 10, 12 years ago with Shayna. Like, what is the th- deal? And like, as I think the people call it love bombing. Uh, so we'll see. And also it turns me off that he was so into Kim. And then now he's like turned around to be engaged to her sister. And that's not a rumor. You can go read his book. Yeah. I think, she, I think, and this is what Kathleen was saying earlier, how people can just pull receipts. It's not like, I always say, it's not like 1942 where Marilyn Monroe can just say something <laughs> and it's hard to fact check her. So like when yeah. Shayna was talking her shit and then Travis was like, no, that happened. It's like, boo, you wrote a whole book. And you have a lot of pages about Kim in there. You had a show. It's like the show. And that, that was even like earlier days of the internet where it wasn't as well documented. Like yeah. now it's like it's it will be found. That's what Reddit's good for. Right. And they had uh, Aubrey O'Day even telling us you and Kim went over there one fourth of July. Yeah. So it's I'm still catching up to the fact that Travis wrote a book. Like right. I'm like, this is wrote a book about it. I'm just how like, how much money does Travis have? I still can't really comprehend. Like, I know he's rich, but like I looked like, it up. I, his money's day, a mystery for me for some reason. I, I looked it up. He's got money and he's no, like someone obviously. who will keep working. Like you, yeah, you know, it's like not like a constantly Scott. doing like he's interested. constantly doing other people. I, I just yeah. don't trust him because of the machine gun Kelly connection. That guy's a D bag oh, too, yeah. I feel that, like you know? oh god, his old interview that came out speaking of oh speaking of Kindle, yeah, yeah, like and like girls are like it doesn't matter if they're underage and like being obsessed with Kendall and stuff like yeah I my take on the Courtney and Travis thing is I think the novelty is well worn off I'm over it like if they're together (laughs) fine whatever it was kind of cute at first because I think I kind of always thought her and Scott had like this fun like friendly love early on and they just became like codependent and toxic and all these hair things and she sort of just like shut down she came like asexual and just kind of like you know a a grumpy old lady (laughs) and so to see her like kind of opening up and like seeming like she's enjoying herself is is cool but it's like it's too like cliche and like silly all the disney stuff like and to natalie's point like i think it's cool that travis is so close with his kids and all their kids like each other but there's just the some some question marks you get that it's like is is it genuine or different or is it just that you guys are in love with love money and you're in love and you have money yeah i mean i just feel bad for like 
poor Mason has to go from like loving rap music to loving punk. Like, I mean, like this is, I mean, he's, his head's got to be spinning because we know how much Mason loved like Travis. Like he probably still does Travis and Kanye. And I just don't think like Travis is his type of jam, even though maybe it is now it would be great to see Mason with like little kid tattoos and stuff. Well, the kids are all turning emo, like uh, North and Penelope emo girls. Like the the emos the season now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the Batman's emo. Okay. Uh okay, Chris and Corey. Where uh, we we Kanye blasted Corey, uh Mr. Thick Thighs, uh, about <laughs> is this relationship this relationship isn't even real. We got a rumor or saw we saw darkest, we saw really dark footage of like supposedly Corey hitting on a girl, but I couldn't make heads or tails of that video with my old eyes, but like what, what what's going on with that? Are we gonna see some big romance with Chris and Corey on the new Kardashians, you think? Well, they were that video. The he kissed that girl, um, and I saw your comment, Ryan, on Jason Lee's page when you were like, "Why did you delete the original post?" Yes, yes. <laughs> why did he? Well, because I want to know why he he did. He had that post up, and then he took it down. I, I think he like, did it as a test, like a or Jason Lee has commented or said that Chris like texted him directly, like so. I think Chris might have been like. Take see, that that's that's fuck down. See, that's what I was like pushing for because I was like, yeah. that seems like a very Chris thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think I feel like though, at a certain age, if, if it were me, Chris has been through two divorces. She's probably at an age where she's like, I'm not doing certain things. Like, I'm not gonna be in a club with you at 2 a.m. I feel like it's more of an understanding or an arrangement at this point. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's a just monogamous. don't get caught. Exactly. I don't think it's monogamous relationship. It's a don't get caught. You're my companion. You, you know, uh, break my back every other night, but <laughs> I'm not going to the club with you. When I'm literally going to, I'm going to get sick, Natalie, break my back every night. Like, please. Chris would break Corey's back having, over vice versa. Like, like having sex with Corey, it's just probably just sounds like this. Oh. <laughs> I see. And I think Kanye, uh, you have to always look at the intentions when Kanye does stuff. And I said this on our podcast, like uh, a similar trait to his dragon brother is like when someone pisses him off, he'll just say the first thing that like they did wrong you know like cuddy cuddy yeah. uh was supporting pete like all that so stuff so i think he he was always kind of weird about Corey, and like he earlier in the show he was like we don't know anything about him or his family but i just always got the <laughs> sense that maybe kanye was right like it's not like he was wrong in that assumption but like i think he was just annoyed like that he was sort of like the the of the family and like everyone looked up to him and like everyone Chris just did everything the girls told her to do I think when Corey came into the picture he kind of put some buffer in between things and Kanye wanted to be like the only black man that they all listened to or something like I, I just feel like I always sensed like this weird like and he called him call me yes and I was like I think he always just kind of thought that like Corey was like the bootleg version of him and it <laughs> um uh and finally uh i don't even need to mention kendall because there's just yeah. nothing there at yeah. all but uh yeah. kylie and travis you know they just had a new baby that was named wolf and is now not named wolf anymore but this <laughs> you know it's true like sequels never hit the same like it's not as good as the first right, baby right. at flop. all like I, yeah it's a flop baby um you know but Wolf, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, if Wolf, if you're listening, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm sure you're a nice little dude, but um, 
Astro World, are we? I mean, like, that's the other thing. Like, are we going to have a very special episode of the Kardashians where Travis looks to Kylie for solace, even though two days after Wolf was born, Travis Scott's into club with Kanye and Drake. And I, I still like, I, I was think like, Corey Yo, was there too. Right? Oh, yeah. But like, I like, what, what's, what is the deal with these? Like, does nobody know Netflix exists? You can binge shows, you can stay and be with your, that's you know, your lady that you, in your house, you live in these giant houses. Bring your friends over with a bunch of alcohol. Make a club in your basement. Like, why but do also, you know? like maybe like maybe sit with yourself for a while and say, why did I encourage like such really reckless behavior at certain concerts? Because time. I was so into right. it. Like, why? I mean, why can't we sit with ourselves? And it like was so disappointing when I saw that. But I was like, how does the show spin this? Because well, I mean, also, Travis doesn't even want to take usually even want to admit that he's with Kylie. He's like, damn it. I have another baby with her. I guess I got to admit to that night, you know? Yeah. I think that's why people sense the insincerity when he tries to apologize or he tries to do project heal. People are like, I'm like 5 million. I'm like, you spent more than that on private jets in a month. Like, I don't 5 million ain't going to do shit. You know, it was late. It was indirect. Like it, it was all reasonably interesting sounding things, but none of it was like direct action to take accountability for what happened and prevent it from happening again. It was just kind of like this vague, like, I see I'm doing something. Nice. I just wonder, like, if he even read through the whole packet, like, because, yeah. you know, a team, you know, like, no, like, yeah, no, you know, yeah, a team did everything. It was all like the right words. It was all the, you know, we, we know how to, you know, it's like, but I, I just wonder like how much like does Travis know of what he put up, you know, like, and he, yeah. It becomes less about the people and more about the money. And I guess that is the gesture. Yeah. But also that is the Kardashians. But yeah, but I think that's why the start date was so long because of they, they had to re-edit and edit things and maybe take things out and not, they probably won't even address Astro world. I don't think, you know what I mean? Then that's why they had to take it out. They did. Hopefully it's like one of those, like you said, these somber, like this episodes dedicated to the memory. <laughs> like, hopefully I know, or like, or just like, just like, like the 10 names. It's like, I would, right. I would lose my shit. Right. I would lose, I would just like, leave no. it alone. Like, don't even film. you know, the, oh, I'm going to Astro World. And there's like a dark page. And I'm like, that night at Astro World, you know, they have like the tight things. So yeah. I think it would behoove them to leave it out altogether. But I think also, this is the problem when you have a relationship. I'm using quotes because I don't know what Travis and Kylie are. And you intertwine brands. And I think that's what Kim's going through as well. You've intertwined your brand so much with Kanye that you have to like now break away, figure out who you are without this other person. And it sucks for Kylie because she's not even married to Travis. And somehow she's like, I feel bad for her because they want to late. They blame her for Astro. Well, Travis is Travis is now all of a sudden of like, yo, this is going to affect our money now. Right. right? Exactly. Like, I, 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 to, together. We're He's together. Like, I'm this, getting you know? sued, bitch. Write the check. <laughs> I love uh, thinking, imagining the Kardashians explaining like love and sex to one of their kids of like, it's like, it's like when one brand meets another brand and together they have a little brand. Yeah. Right, they have right. a little LLC. A collaboration. And a finally, <laughs> finally, because I've kept a... you so long, Pete Davidson, uh, Kim, do we believe, I mean, like, this is just, this is a whole other thing, but like, obviously they're in a relationship, but I also think, you know, first, you know, Pete has this legend of Pete where he throws down in the bedroom. I've always found, even in that Ray J video, Kim's not a very sexual person. She dresses overtly sexual and, and all of this stuff, but she's always kind of not like vanilla or milk, but there's a little bit of that there, which is totally great, but it's like, we're not. 
you know, like, I just don't know. Are we supposed to believe she's like ripping bongs now? And like, just like the pole <laughs> eating like, in know, and out, <laughs> you know, like, what are we, what, what are we believing here? What do we, what do we think? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a real relationship only because I only say that because I've we've watched Kim's for so many years and we know how she is in a relationship. Like we know the body language. She's obsessive in a cute way, like kind of almost like Travis and Courtney, but there's a little bit more chemistry. They just don't seem to have any chemistry to me. Like even the post of them lying in the hotel hallway was seemed very forced. Um, It just I don't buy it. Hopefully at the very least, again, having some good sex at, on the low, but <laughs> I just don't believe she's into him like that. I don't even believe he's into her like that. Cause again, we've seen how he is when he's in the, but he's then why would, why would he agree? Why would he agree to a, like, that's the thing I can't keep like, no matter what you think of Pete Davidson, like, you know, he still wants to work. Like, why would he agree to do, why would he agree to be on the reality show? Why would he agree to like, you know, he has an actual career. Like, is he really that fame where he's like, this will get me to the next level. He never seemed like I that kind of is. person to me. Really? Yeah, okay. I mean, I think, especially when you look at like how he was with Ariana Grande. And that was like in a time where he was maybe not like a hundred percent mentally well. Uh, admittedly, he said after the fact, like, but he became obsessive and like he has borderline personality disorder and he talks about how you know he talked about how he can get go way too hard in the paint with like being in love with the idea of being the guy you know so I think there's that but then there's also like the business aspect of it the Lou Taylor of it all like he's (laughs) is he tied to that maybe like is it something like with Lauren Michaels is this like daddy like figure like this was Lauren Michaels like in bed with someone at Hulu and was like this would be good if you do this like you'll get bigger movie offers like I don't See, know. like when you play though when that like like we're literally dedicating a podcast talking to this shit and we're not the only ones so like to then bring it into that such a real world where people are speculating and postulating on your actual real life I think there's something inherently dangerous about playing with the public like that because even if it's you know, for a small, you know, in the, in the immediacy, you get like kind of this boost in the long term. It just, I don't know. I can't see that being good for business. And also I, I, in, I, I'm in this article with the Washington post. They interviewed me about Pete Davidson, which I think is now coming out <laughs> during the Kardashian time. But my big, the big mystery for Pete with me is like, you know, is there a, there, there, like, what's he trying to say even as an artist? Like when the I, fact that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go please. Ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, I get confused of like, I like, he seems like a really nice guy. A lot of people seem to really like him. He's obviously got a huge dong, all amazing things, but what is he like Kanye? You like, we know he's trying to say something. I'm Steve jobs. Like what is Pete trying to say? And why would you let your image then be co-opted by another brand like this? I think that's a great question. But I think if you look at his dating history, he only dates famous women. Like, that's just his, like, he's not going to date, like, the girl next door or someone we don't know. He has this weird uh, trend of dating really famous people. So that's part of it. Like, Kate Beckinsale, like, come on, why are you dating her? And then I think also he, it's my, it might be hard to believe, but I think he truly is interested in being famous. Going back to our, what question you asked us, do we want to be famous? And to your point, some people don't want to be famous. They want to do what they do and go home. Then you have other people that want to be famous. I mean, I think it was like Matt Damon that was said one time, it's very easy to not get pictured by the paparazzi. 
Like, it's not like you go outside and it's like, oh my God, the paparazzi. So you're dating Kim Kardashian during this time specifically. And that's why it's suspicious publicly. You want the attention because anyone, if let's just say it's Matt, I'm going to use Matt Damon as example. If she were to date Kim, he would tell her, I will not be on your show. Uh, do not call the paparazzi. I will not be just walking out in the street with you because there are ways to have a relationship yes. with somebody and not. I will them. have sex with you though. Exactly. And I, I will, will have like, sex yeah, with you. without but a I'm camera. I'm not going to be rolling it in and out and then like, oh my God, the paparazzi, how'd they fight us at in and out Because Pete Davidson in the day is not one of those celebrities that I feel like paparazzi will stalk. They will though, if he's with Kim Kardashian. And that's why- I'm suspicious of his motives. And I'm like, you want to be famous. You want this attention because you're a man. Would you sign up for this? Like, wait, Natalie, barely. Like, let's not even <laughs> just barely. As a, uh, as a man, her, would you sign up for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fluid. It's so fluid. Yeah. I so that's say. I'm like, it doesn't make no one would sign up for this chaos. No, like that's the thing. Like, I get so nervous even in small, like, you know, like I get nervous in when I have small successes. I get or when yeah. I get a small spotlight, I get nervous. I can't imagine what it's like to have that many opinions and have that many voices and and then just to worry if the relationship is working anyways. Like, does yeah. this girl even like me? Like, you know, like and we know so many comedians that just do comedy, they'll do their little movies and they go home. They're fine with that. So that's why you kind of have to raise an eyebrow. Like, Pete, why are you doing this? Like, you must want more. There is like Those a- Christmas Eve photos of in, in Kim's fucking Bentley going to MedMen and getting turned away with two packs of American uh, spirits in his hands. I'm like, yeah. what is that? Like, Kim's dating a smoker now? Like, this is <laughs> so bizarre to me. smoker. As a- he has like a complex, like, about being like, I'm just the average guy from Staten Island that lives in it's my great, mom's basement. It's a great Pete Davidson, like, Kathleen. Yeah. Awesome. Like, awesome. I'm yeah. hungry, but I also, like, look how dorky and normal I am. And, like, his Chad character on SNL where he's always like, okay. Like, I think he loves playing into that persona as if that's how he actually is. But, like, he also is extremely fame hungry. And it's like, yeah, yeah you live in quote unquote live in your mom's basement in Staten Island but like you're Lauren Michaels perfect baby boy and like get to do whatever (laughs) fuck you want so like you're not like a normal like you're not the this is not Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost like we never see them together also Pete Davidson a lot of people don't know is that he's not really like he he's very friendly with Lauren and the weekend update guys but he's not like gener- genuinely like like he's not, he doesn't hang with the cast. Like yeah, the cast yeah. is like goes on record of like, yeah, we don't really get to see him that much. We like he just kind of comes in and goes. And at this point, it's like kind of almost a favor to Lauren that he's still on the show because he is bringing a younger demographic. I mean, I was even watching, you know, I, I still watch every week, but I was especially curious after all of this. Like, is Pete going to show up? Are they going to say <laughs> anything? And that was so interesting to finally get that word of like, Pete goes, I kept the SNL away from you. And yeah, I was just like, <laughs> But it's just, it's just like, I'm like, guys, it's SNL. It's like, it's barely funny most of the time. Like, why are we giving it this pressure of like, it's like the Sopranos all of a sudden of like sketch comedy. It's, we literally it's like, just watch for Keaton. It's like, is Keaton going to be here? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Keaton makes me smile or like whoever the get, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, I have taken so much of your guys' time, but this is, this is, no, I really, I missed you guys. I missed talking to you guys. I was so excited that the podcast is back. It, did you guys decide to come back because uh, the new show? 
show or, or what? Why did you decide it's to come back? The new stuff? show. And then I had some time free up too. Cause before it was like, I was doing like working full time. Da, 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 da. And then at the end of the day, we do the podcast and it was draining and the topics were draining. Like at the time it was Kanye's running for president. Kanye's doing all this Twitter stuff. Uh, Kim's going to the White House. So it was very exhausting. And no one could predict it though. When we come came back, it would get exhausting again. Like I was like, <laughs> this is the perfect time. Nothing's happening. We'll just wait for the show. And then it's almost like instantly we came back and like Kanye Natalie found out how to said, use Instagram. <laughs> Natalie even Ew. said, but when she emailed me to like start again, like, yeah, we could like keep it light and just like stick to the show <laughs> stuff. Which is that when we first started, that was our original plan was that we would recap the show. Yeah. And it just became such a thing of like going over the headlines, responding to emails and the emails were almost always like tea or theories people had about what was really going on so then it that became like the majority of the show because the episodes were boring anyways so (laughs) you know so we were like well maybe this time we'll just like approach it as like we'll see how this new show is going to be and we can kind of catch up where you know where we left off like what have they been up to and instead it's like we opened satan's butthole portal into hell (laughs) but regardless what's great about you guys is the relationship you're both like insanely smart and funny and that's what people are going to tune into week after not you kathleen but uh definitely (laughs) natalie uh no but that's what people are going to tune into brains of the operation (laughs) no no but that's what's going to people tune in week after week is that like you want to like like right now i feel like i'm talking to friends like i want i don't want to let you guys go because it's like i love this is the part of it that i love like i i just I love this. This is like, I would geek out. Like people are like, if, if you could tell your 13 year old self, if they could see you now, I mean, they'd be disappointed about the money situation, but they'd be so <laughs> excited that I could have hour long conversations with people about shit like this. You know, I think I saw you tweet something about that. Like your 13 year old say, would say, like, you would have to podcast? explain what a podcast, yeah. what a, who, who are you? Why are you here? And what's a podcast? Yeah. Like, well, your point, I feel like one of the best things that came out of doing the podcast, even the first time around was like this community of people that listened and like was something I never really expected to happen. And a lot of like genuine like interactions with the listeners that, you know, our internet friends that I think that was unexpected and helped in the times that it was really draining or people on Reddit said mean things about me. Uh, but I, I'm the same way. I, I like doing this because it's fun to talk shit with Natalie once a week, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that really is. It's like, now I like get to t- catch up with friends. Like I got to talk to somebody else that I hadn't talked to in a while. And it was like, oh, I have the benefit of recording this, but it's just nice because I wouldn't have caught up with you. Probably I wouldn't have had the opportunity to speak with you anyway. So ladies, thank you so much for the time. The thank podcast you. say Bible, uh, you're going to go follow say Bible on Instagram as well. I'm going to put all that information up there. Uh, of course, we'll put their personal accounts up as well. And of course there's like a smaller account, Nori's black book. That's like a kind of an independent artist. Yeah. <laughs> We'll put that up there. Small following. (laughs) Yeah. If I I could just get a little awareness for Nori's Black Book, that would be amazing. uh, (laughs) I think if you guys could do us a favor, anything else coming up that we need to know about? No, (laughs) nothing coming up. I am dreading every hour that passes that Kanye has not returned to Instagram. I know it is. At a certain point, it's like, could you just be like, what's up? We wait, the worse it's going to be when it happens. So will you get a STEM player? 
No, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, I shall. I won't. No. And what's up with the dirty rain boots? Like you're not going to fucking make those cool. I refuse oh, to ever goodness. wear dirty rain know. boots like that. You know how been, bad those have to smell. I've been oh. calling him Kanye J. Blige because he keeps wearing <laughs> boots everywhere. Well, remember. <laughs> Remember on the with that the drink champs one when he was like, Yeah, my new thing is I just show up into town. I don't have anything with me. I go into Balenciaga, they hook me up with some undies and like a t-shirt. And I'm like, this are you potentially, washing clothes? Like, no, he's not. Like this yeah. potentially sounds like a health violation, you know? It does. It's like when Justin Bieber says he just buys new underwear. And, and when he said that on carpool karaoke, like, like, okay. that's, that's not hitting like you think it is. It's like, not hitting showers. <laughs> yeah. it's like, so you don't uh, wash clothes is what I'm hearing. Okay. I just still so bizarre. Kanye has an album out and I pretty like, you know, it's like I was so exhausted with the lead up to it that I don't even, I don't, I'm not listening I to it. And I probably I won't listen thing. to it. It's like Sorry, an underground album. Right, right. <laughs> mixtape. It's a mixtape we don't have. Which yeah. I wish the Kardashians would just disappear and just do mixtapes from here on out too. But <laughs> Hulu, April 17th, Say Bible, the podcast. Uh, Kathleen, Lee, Kathleen Lee, Natalie Franklin, thank you so much. I just really butchered your name. Yeah, Natalie Franklin. We're the fucking Natalie, Natalie Franklin <laughs> and Katie Walk. How are, okay. <laughs> Kathleen Lee, Natalie Franklin. Thank you for having us. So much fun. The, the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Betches.